combat time. Everything and anything Mortal Kombat. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm followed by uh, Jay. Hello, hello. And you see, Tattoo Assassins. Dun 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 dun. Cool. <laughs> and and today, uh, we all three are going to be talking about the Godzilla minus one teaser. Oh. <laughs> yes, of course we are. <laughs> no kidding, we're not going to. Although this does date, uh, what a teaser! When we recorded, what a teaser! Uh, this does date when we were recording. We're recording in Seven Eleven, good, 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 uh, good old gas station. Uh, no, the we're day not. after uh, Ultraman Day. The it was Ultraman Day yesterday. Yes, it was seven yeah, ten. I did yep. not know that. How did I miss that? He's correct. Huh. Yeah. Oh well. Um, but no, I, as much as I would love to spend an entire podcast talking about the next Godzilla movie from Toho, no, we're going to be, uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, some Mortal Kombat knockoff games, specifically two, uh, Via Realm Fighters and Tattoo Assassins, and we picked those two specifically because they do have involvement from MK cast members, uh, and they're also just fucking wacky games, so we thought it might be fun to talk about that. But uh, first, let's just get out of the way. The real reason why you're tuning in to listen to this, uh, let's talk about, I think I smell some news. So, uh, it looks like uh, we got a wealth of news uh, to talk about today. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, Boy, so much shit is happening. Well, like we say, so much shit happens while we're recording. So so much shit is happening, and it's going to keep happening. Everyone, of course, has seen it by now. The MK1 second gameplay trailer aired. The Lin Kuei featured one that uh, showed off smoke and rain. And since that trailer's come out, a lot of people have been playing the game, and we've gotten to getting the nice little tidbits about what the gameplay is going to be like. Uh, which I'll which I'll think about that. Yeah, like um, uh, I saw some gameplay footage of uh, of Johnny Cage, and one thing I didn't know before is that he apparently has a gimmick now um, in this game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've talked about this yet, but he has a star next to, or I think on the bottom right of where his uh, like where it's like basically below his health bar. And that star, I forget how you actually gain like fill it up, but when you fill it up, it's basically designed to basically almost look like almost like a like a separate super meter so once it's full he gets enhanced combos that he can utilize to his advantage it's definitely way different um it's it's definitely a different type of gameplay for johnny cage who of course i will main when mortal kombat 1 comes out so i'm curious how it's going to work but to slightly correct you josh a lot of people have played mortal kombat 1 but it's still a limited amount because this game is not has not officially released a beta yet so it's been kind of like invite only scenario. Is that really a correction? Did I? I think so. Because you said a lot of people. What part you correcting? 
They use well, there have been a lot of people that have played it. Uh, industry people, you know, streamers, not us. Yeah. We're streamers. But, yeah, but I mean, like... Uh, to correct you then, Jay, uh, <laughs> touche, it is, I think, a tax that raise his star meter, which is called the hype meter. Specifically, the ability it gives him enhanced combos, he's able to special cancel. So basically, he can do a special immediately cancel out so he can repeat it or do something else so you can effectively do three nut punches in a goddamn row that's where yeah. you get the left nut the right nut and then the left nut again just yeah. for you oh. know extra measure yep poor nuts poor mm-hmm. nuts poor newts also it should be oh, said by too the way, oh god i was going to talk a little uh, aspect of the uh hype meter that johnny cage has that i think it's filled by either like a special attack or a taunt oh uh there is a taunt yeah i think it feels that way too yeah and one of the taunts that he does say Mm. is combat time yes he does which is great even though it's recognizing our show we're not in the game but we're i'm gonna say we're in the game we're in the game you heard it here first (laughs) also one beautiful thing uh i i like too is that they took away his force ball so Johnny Cage can no longer zone. That we know of. That we know of. But he doesn't uh, have the. He doesn't have the. Not the at all. At all. They, they took away his green energy, which is, mm. I feel, a nod to the first game because his shadow kick was more gray black, and the and even his fireball was like this gray silver thing. But right. uh, no, what I saw people saying in stream, he does not have his fireball at all. They're completely changing up what his fighting style will be, which. One makes me relieved, huh? Yeah, I kind of dig that. Yeah, I mean, that could be if they do bring this fireball, uh, it'll probably be gray. But I like the explanation, canon wise, canon wise, that the green energy is gone, the god killing energy is gone because Liu Kang saw that and saw that Johnny Cage could be a potential threat to me. I'm going to neuter that right now. I'm going to nip that in the bud. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> smart thinking. Random god killing powers. And he, he must be very uh, just hating like that because, you know, Tarkatans, as far as we know, aren't a thing of this universe now. It's the disease is Tarkat. Uh, yeah, that's the other big thing. You know, we got we got character detailed character story profiles on the official website and it's revealed that yes, Melina is suffering from a disease called Tarkat. So Liu Kang was so pissed that Baraka killed his Order of Light friends in the story of MK2 that he made his entire race a disease. <laughs> Liu Kang is vengeful, man. Anyway, for real, yeah, for real. Anyway, that's that's a cool bit of news. There's so much though that's been. I think the the Johnny Cage's hype meter is the biggest gameplay like detail we've been fed. Any of you guys could fill in if I'm forgetting anything. Was there any other kind of neat little um, tidbits about well, the gameplay? We got uh, four new cameo characters. If you want to talk about that, yep. Oh yeah, um, in this trailer. Of fucking uh, the cameo characters. We got we... Sector, yeah, we got Sector, Cyrax, Frost, and Scorpion. Right, yeah. I like how no one talked about Frost. I I, I piped up like, oh That's shit, it's the Frost. One that, yeah, I mean, of course, Cyrax and Sector. I popped for that because, like, oh man, that their their MK3 costumes look great. But yeah. I'm I not. I saw Frost and I was like surprised that she was in it. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're trying to bring in 3D era characters too. Obviously, we got. Uh, Kenshi is a main playable. Uh, you know me; I love Cyrax. He's definitely going to be a cameo, uh, one of my cameos. I'm not, I'm not sold on the old school looks of them though. We talked about how we really? love, we love the way Sonya looks and Jax looks. 
I don't know something, but I like not not cool in the retro ninjas like Scorpion and Sub Zero's cameos, and I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel, but I'm the fucking yeah, I'm gonna pick them. I think they look great. That's the one that really, yeah. I think it's the most like, I don't know. It just feels like what MK3 would look like now. I guess so. Yeah, and you know, I'll reserve judgment. Maybe they'll warm on me, but uh, I am excited about all the different combinations because I'm thinking like, oh, I gotta have Cyrex's cameo, but with who? With Scorpion? Or with someone else? What if someone else is a cameo? Am I going to have two different Scorpion play styles of a Cyrax and a Jax or someone else? I don't know. I'm kind of getting excited about this. But uh, what else? Uh, of course, everyone freaking out. Our, our big stars of that Gameplay 2 trailer was Smoke and, and fucking Rain, the Purple Prince himself. What y'all think about that? Oh, yeah. I, I love Smoke's look. I'm just going to say. Oh, he looks dope, and he has that uh, that little curved knife. With kind of looks like the knife from the raid, too. Oh shit! Like, so I wonder if that's if that informs like his style of fighting. I'm not sure. I don't know. But, I do dig the knife. I dig the gas yeah. mask looking mask. Of course, he fucking says his lame ass line where there's smoke, there's fire. But of course, how else are you gonna? I'm just so glad they did away with a fucking long ass fucking goth kid fucking haircut. Granted, he's he's still got kind of a really trendy haircut, but I think it looks cool. I like it. I want. It should I, be said, yeah. we talk about hair a lot. I want that hair. I want Smokes hair. If I can't have Robin shoes, oh, I do man. want Smokes. <laughs> uh, I like I, I like the reimagining of like of Rain because like I'll be honest, I didn't really care much for his costume in MK11. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Something about it just didn't like click with me but this one because it's so different i'm like oh this is cool i like this. I, I think i like this one a little better like honestly i'm half and half on rain and air mac in general of them like really trying to figure out how to make them more unique and i i don't want to say over design i did like his weapon in 11 where now he's got a staff instead in 11 he had like this weird wrist i don't know what you call the weapon uh blade but uh oh right yeah the the, the three prong thing yeah that one was pretty sick it's just like i like he, he's a mage now He's got a fucking staff and a robe. Also, the water effects look really cool. The water effects. I'm still half and half in a rain, literally being rain powers. Like, just nothing but. But, uh, I mean, he did have a lightning move in an Ultimate MK3, but still. I mean, come on. If smoke's going to have smoke powers, rain has to have rain powers. I guess so. Know. Well, rain's a joke. But he, he's not joking when he says, you know, da- rain will fall on you like daggers from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess just means it's gonna rain really hard on you. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. I, I don't got much else to say about that. Uh, except that the gameplay trailer got me real hyped. Super excited to see Smoke. I don't know if he's gonna be my main or not, but uh, pretty hyped about that. I guess related to MK1 news, do we want to talk about the the, the semi confirmation that that Homelander might quite in fact actually be a uh, cameo fighter? Yeah, I mean, it's not officially announced yet, but... No, it's not. All signs do point to it, I guess, being real, which, if that's the case, I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean... I'm looking at the tweet right now. That would be the first, I guess... Reveal. Uh, movie, movie character reveal, but... Or show character reveal, but... I don't know, it'll be cool. It'll just be like an evil Superman, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm zero excited. Well, one, I never watched the fucking boys. I'm less excited about Peacemaker, unless they get John Cena. Then I like it, not because it's Peacemaker, but because it's John Cena in Mortal Kombat. Um, but yeah, 
I'm, I was. I just I think he'll make more sense in Mortal Kombat than Homelander. Like Homelander makes more sense in Injustice, but they would never do that. Right, because it's a T-rated game. Probably and property uh, and like you know licenses and stuff. Well, the same like what what uh, new licenses challenges would they have on Injustice versus MK? Same companies. I, mean, I think it's just a. I mean, DC versus a DC parody. I mean, I don't know if they would do that. Oh, I gotcha. I feel you on that. Yeah. Either way, I don't give a shit about him. And uh, honestly, yeah, I was gonna, I swore I was gonna have this prepared, but I don't. But yeah, everyone fucking knows by this point. By the time this episode comes out, there was a tweet that low key confirms he's in. I think we can all assume he's gonna be in. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. more, more excited yeah, about the gameplay. Yeah. I'm always excited about the actual Mortal Kombat character. Fuck yeah. Uh, God knows yeah. who else is gonna show up. Um, I guess moving on. So. Our other next big, most uh, biggest piece of news, which unfortunately isn't good news, is like Jay theorized a little bit while back, uh, the Mortal Kombat 2 movie is indeed indefinitely postponed because of the WGA writer's strike, which is now turning into a Hollywood strike. Actors are, are joining in. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's WGA and the SAG after like strike. Yeah. Uh, and uh, including with that too is uh, Gladiator Two, which I did not know was a fucking thing, is also halted filming. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, and then also, Josh, on top of that, Blade, because Marvel was trying to make a Blade movie oh, with yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Blade Mahershala. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's gonna be dead in the water. Yep, because Mahershala. Yeah, because Mahershala is a more sought after actor. Like he's he like he's a big deal. He's a big time movie star at this point. I'd kind of put him up there and. He, I don't know how much longer he's going to wait because it's 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 different for Blade because Blade has not officially started filming yet. So the script, from my understanding, was done, but not but no shooting has actually been done. So no commitments have been made by by Mahershala Ali. So he could just walk. He could just walk from that movie, which could throw the entire. They also thing. lost their director a while ago. Yeah. Oh shit. So it's so, a yeah. So it's like it's also kind of a big deal, and honestly, like Mortal Kombat uh, two and Gladiator two, and then Blade are sort of the ones off the top of my head. But this is going to affect a whole lot of other movies that in the future, and this and movies, TV shows, yeah. like, everything is halted because like yeah. it, no writers or actors that are part of these uh, uh, unions are going to do any work. Which you know, hey, they deserve to get their pay. So I strike as long as you need to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to take sides on the issue, I know plenty of people are talking disparagingly about the writers, but hey, no, fuck them. They they are getting legit fucked over. Work for your money, man. Oh yeah. You know, defend yeah. your oh, defend yeah. your work. Yeah, and uh, we don't so know I don't that... want to be selfish and say like, oh man, I hope this is real soon so I get to see Mortal Kombat too. Though I I do hope that, but I do hope this is resolved soon. But I guess it comes comes down to. We don't know how fucking long this is going to go on. Jay, you and I were talking about this before recording. Could it get resolved soon? Or is this going to fucking go on for a so, while? Could, could Mortal Kombat 2 be an indefinite, like, well... So, so um, basically from a couple of sources, and one of the sources you know, which would be our mutual friend who works in the film industry, but also not just our one mutual friend, but also another mutual friend that we all know, who are in the film industry rumor has it this will at the very least last until september um at the earliest but it could go on all the way until the end of the year because you have to remember that it's not just one um one union that is striking it is two which is the first time this happened in hollywood in 60 years 
The last time that wow. that's, that that this happened was back in Marilyn Monroe's heyday. So the oh shit. Yeah, so the so this is so this is more of a big deal than I think most people truly realize. Like the the best predictions would be that you know that the studios and the unions actually make a deal at some point in September so that way production on everything can start back up and reorganizing, but it's just that is that is a very cautious optimism that I'm throwing out there. This could go on longer than September. And then also you have to remember a lot of the film industry tends to slow down during the winter months, particularly in January and February. So most film productions tend to start ramping up in the springtime. So the conditions are kind of right at this point that um, Hollywood would actually want to sit on this, not negotiate until around that time until the beginning of next year and if that happens we probably won't feel the effects too much at this point in time as of this recording but the beginning of 2024 you're like we're, you're definitely going to start seeing a lot more reruns which you know again it's fine because people got to strike they got to get their pay it needs to happen for as long as it takes so i'm in full support of it absolutely yeah and hey you know if it goes on past september hey well we got something to Wetter, you know, to keep us occupied until then, because mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat One will fucking come out. Uh, but, but we did want to mention at the very least that we can say we said it was heavily rumored last time, but we can officially say that yes, Carl Urban is officially Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat Two. Yes, thank official. you, Jay, for introducing <laughs> introducing my next uh, thing. Yeah, uh, it has been confirmed. Carl <laughs> uh, Urban was only in talks. Now he is confirmed because, as we see, he was in a very nice photo. Uh, if uh, Norm Macdonald were doing this, he'd be something like, "Oh, uh, actor Carl Urban was uh, seen photographed having dinner of his fellow castmates of uh, Mortal Kombat 2. When asked what he thought about being in a new high-budget Mortal Kombat movie, the famous actor replied, "Movie." <laughs> no laughs at all. Fuck yeah. Anyway, yeah, I giggled. Okay, we giggled. I didn't. I didn't get the joke, so it would have been fake if I. Laughed. It means Carl Urban thought he was signing up for an actual tournament, not being in a movie. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh, I, I got nothing. Okay, but yeah, just just before the, I guess just before the actors, uh, no, maybe a week or so before the actor strike, uh, there were a bunch of photos coming out from the cast showing them, you know, eating, eating, you know dinners and stuff together and being on set uh saw my boy max huang yeah. is back as kung lao i'll be honest i didn't oh, recognize yeah. everyone in that photo who was everyone no, else some new people i think like who was the black dude that wasn't mikhail uh or um, how do you say his name Macab uh, brooks that wasn't him who was that yeah i don't uh let me see I have to look it up again. Yeah, I'm getting ready to Google up because I guess there's casting thing. We we know we know that we have our, our Sindel and our Princess Katana, who is not the same actress that played uh, Melina, and we got our Quan Chi, and we even got our Shao Kahn. I don't know if I want to Google these fucking names or not. But yeah, the, we have there has been you know pictures of that, but you know everything stopped now, so I wonder what's going to happen. Oh. Uh, Ed Boone tweeted that basically he was in Australia, and he talked about speaking of cameos. Yeah, Kano. Ed Boone. Ed Boone oh, had... oh, lol. Yeah, obviously Josh Lawson's going to come back because he's got to get. He had a garden gnome shoved in his eye last movie, so now he's got to get it replaced, right? With a hmm. cybernetic eye. Yep, yeah, it's true. 
And, you know, uh, of course, uh, Joe Toslim is back. So, yeah. I, I had wondered about Haruki Sonata. Awesome. He's back. Uh, who fucking... Uh, yeah, I had read... I had seen an official thing. He is confirmed. Obviously, Scorpion... If, if Bihan's going to be there, Hanzo's got to be here, right? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, the guy that plays Shao Kahn is... The movie. Say what? Hopefully he's in more of the movie. Yeah, hopefully he's in more of the movie. Best part about Mortal Kombat 2021. Haruki Sonata, the beginning and the end. Uh, yeah, the dude that plays oh, yeah. fucking Shao Kahn, his name's Martin Ford. Dude is a hoss. Uh, was it Brian Thompson, whoever played him in Annihilation? Take him and inject the fucking virus that Bane takes. <laughs> oh, this dude. <laughs> this dude is rocked. That's what you want from a Shao Kahn, though. Uh, no, totally. So, um, but yeah, so we got our Carl Urban, we got our Johnny Cage, we just don't know if we're going to get to see him uh, soon or not. Uh, so that's up in the air, but it does look like the Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 2021 sequel might be off to a good start. Let's, uh, I would say I look forward to seeing a trailer, but I don't think we're going to see a fucking trailer for a long time since uh, filming salted. But anyway, nope. moving, nope. Moving on, uh, the only other uh, news item I could think, unless we missed something, is uh, this little movie. Speaking of movies happening in the background, Mortal Kombat Legends uh, Cage Mats, our Johnny Cage movie, which, uh, you know, in our past couple episodes, uh, while we've been recording them, the plot has been fucking released. Uh, And the plot is fucking hilarious. If you don't know, it's going to take place in the 1980s. Uh, of course, uh, Joe McHale is returning to voice Johnny Cage, but since it takes place in the eighties, it's going to be in the, you know, early stages of his career when I guess he was like in Arnold Schwarzenegger commando, uh, phase, you know, where he, he, he is the popular big tentpole action movie guy, but he gets pulled into the world of Mortal Kombat because there's a plot that involves, uh, the actress, Jennifer Grey. If you don't know Jennifer Grey... Think Dirty Dancing. Oh man! And if you don't know Dirty Dancing, because yeah. honestly, I've never seen it. Everyone fucking knows her. Ferris Bueller's sister in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is in this movie voicing herself because the fucking plot is that Jennifer Grey, the Jennifer Grey, Ferris Bueller's sister, gets kidnapped and Johnny Cage has to go rescue her. And, <laughs> and a plot unfolds that somehow involves Netherrealm and Shinnok. Uh, so I guess Johnny Cage is going to get a little taste of other realms before he ever set foot in a Mortal Kombat tournament. But yes, the literal plot is Johnny Cage must save a real-life 80s icon <laughs> from bad guys. Oh my god. Which is great. Right. That is great. That is hilarious. That's perfect. Yeah. That makes Mm -hmm. me want to see. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to see. Because I was liking the world building that Snowblind was doing. And it was an origin story, but it also had more to offer. And I'm like, I don't want to see just another plain old origin story. I want to see something different. I want to see this. This is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And. Well, uh, the question is, like, what, what? how does the strike affect it? Like, has it. Is still being worked on. No, well, I this think, I think it's finished. Yeah, yeah, it's finished. Like I, I it's okay. it's very very likely that it will. Um, well, that is a good question, Jay. Be, or, or you seen because the it does not have a release date yet. So I could be wrong about it being finished, but I'm pretty certain it is. Yeah, just the release date just says 2023, which we're already halfway through at this well, point. So as of this recording, we don't know. They very well could delay this movie. 
Well, we we definitely know that all the cast recordings probably have been completed because Jay, I'll let oh, you. Yeah. You're, you're getting ready to segue into yeah. this next little fun trivia bit about this movie. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this actually does well. I wouldn't call this a fun trivia. It's more like a it's more like a sobering one. But yeah, typically mm. in animated movies, the first thing that is done is that after the script is written, they get the voice acting and do the voice acting first, and then they animate after all the voice recordings are already done, so they can lip sync it. So yeah, so all the work as far as voice acting was done, but. The bit of news I wanted to mention is that, which I didn't know, is that um, R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried, one of his last performances is in this movie. He plays a character named David Dubley. And for those who did not, who don't know, Gilbert Gottfried passed away on April 12th of 2022. So it's been over a year, but this is one of his final performances that he did before he passed away. So you will hear Gilbert Gottfried's um, voice in the movie. It will be, uh, it will be, Absolutely recognizable. He has a very recognizable voice, so I don't think I don't think you'll, oh, yeah. I don't think you'll miss him when you actually hear it. But that is the more interesting voice casting news that I found interesting. But also another voice actor that many people may know that is in this movie is Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar is a veteran. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, if you've ever oh. watched like Justice League or Static Shock or really any cartoon that Warner Brothers put out in the 90s that was DC related. Phil Lamar probably played a voice in it somewhere. His what work part, is uh, too does much. He play? Um a lot. <laughs> like that's the only way No, I mean what I part in, in Cage Match does he play? In? Oh, he's playing a character named Brian Van Jones who I'm not sure that may just be like a friend of Cage or something. It's speculative, but it just he doesn't say, he he sounds very much like a character that's just in this particular movie as a one-off. Okay. Probably much like Gilbert Gottfried, which we can all assume Gilbert Gottfried, one, I found it hilarious that he's going to be in a Mortal Kombat movie. He's obviously going to be one of Johnny Cage's agents or something like that, like a small background character, which this person might be as well. Yeah, but no new trailers or anything for this movie has come oh, out yet. Asher is in it. An actress named Kelly Hu is, uh, is Asher, which was cool. from, uh, what, Deception, I think? The, 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 so, yeah. the hat the hat girl yeah 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 but so far that so far that's really kind of like all we've got for cage match i, I, I there really hasn't been much buzz about this movie there's been like no. an initial teaser for it and that's in casting news and that bit about gilbert Gottfried. but other than that that's it no release date no other new information so it's kind of like a uh, to be determined well when that movie will actually get released Battle of the Realms kind of came out out of out of nowhere too, and this movie will do just that. So, while we're waiting on uh, the writers' strike to end and Mortal Kombat two to resume filming, uh, besides Mortal Kombat one, the game looks like we'll be able to entertain ourselves with uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match, which does not have a release date yet. We did look, uh, unless I'm wrong, uh, but hopefully we'll come out soon, and yeah, we'll have some good old fun. Yep, but. Anyway, that's that. That about does it for the news. So, uh, well, let's let's get in and talk about some uh, some some games, huh? Yep. Let's yep. Do it. Okay, and uh, well, now let's uh, now that we're done talking about all the exciting shit, let's get into the the depths of <clears throat> Mortal Kombat mimicry. That is uh, mimicry. Wonderful games. Yes, they're mimicking. Yeah. Mortal Kombat exploitation. I love it. Yep. 
trademark that shit right now. <laughs> you know, I was talking to my sister about, you know, should I have to do this week? And I'm like, oh, I might not be available Sunday. We're not recording Sunday, though, obviously. Because um, I, I got to call this one place and all that. And I mentioned the topic of our episode is Mortal Kombat ripoffs. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And I'm like, well, yeah. That's of anything. There's always a ripoff. And she's like, I didn't know that was a thing. And I'm like, well, Star Wars, because she likes Star Wars. I'm like, how many fucking space movies came out after Star Wars? She's like, I don't know. I just cared about Star Wars. And I'm like, well, but uh, let me introduce you to the world of uh, Asylum Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Atlantic Rim? Yeah, Atlantic Rim. Yeah. That's my favorite one. <laughs> they're, they're coming out with a new one called like uh, Ape versus Mecha Ape, which is hilarious. Wow. Oh, God. They'd be great if they had the budget. You know, I'm a big fan of shitty CG. But uh, anywho, yeah. Um, so we do want to dive into these because they do, one more than the other, have involvement from our, our favorite Mortal Kombat cast member, cast of Daniel Pacina and others. Uh, but I guess uh, we can launch right into it. Uh, unless any of you guys have anything to, to start off with? Any how do you do's? I like to do the how do you do's. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just have like a quick comment on this. Um hmm. You know, like one thing that I think most people who listen to this podcast know is that when you have a popular fighting game like Mortal Kombat was around the early 90s, around that time, your like clone fighting games are absolutely not uncommon. Um, everybody kind of creates them as a cash cow for modern day reference. Um, you know, Smash Brothers is a huge sort of like fighting game slash brawler. It's really a brawler, but I'll say fighting game for uh, just for showmanship's sake but uh but um it but it currently even that is not immune to it because the because right now multiverses um is a very almost infamous at this point ripoff of smash brothers but it sort of owns that title and i think it's kind of fallen off the radar now but it did what it set out to do it was a um it was a cash grab you know using the smash formula uh for the mechanics of that game and the two games we're talking about today very much did a lot of the same things around that time. Because when you're talking about the early 90s, this was around the time when, fighting game-wise, Mortal Kombat kind of shined above all others, including the likes of Street Fighter and Tekken, which were around, oh, yes. but were not as popular as Mortal Kombat was around the early 90s. So that's one really? of the reasons why we're talking about it. I think so, yeah. Because, I mean, I, mean, I didn't... Street Fighter was popular, but once Mortal Kombat like became Street popular... Fighter... No, man. Like I said, yeah, I've legit like seen someone like this. on a non-video game stream say, what's Street Fighter? Like, you want to mm. shake your head and be like, are you fucking serious? But, you know, not everyone plays video games, right? But your fucking grandma knows what Mortal Kombat is. I guarantee it. I might be, I might be selling it a little bit too much. I guess the, I guess the, the, notor- the, the notoriety. notoriety of the is it notoriety. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the. I guess the speculate the spectacle of the whole violence and you know violence and video game stuff catapulted above Street Fighter because you know all of a sudden every parent needed to know about yeah. Mortal Kombat. Once Joe Lieberman had to parade it in front of Congress, it became you know every every parent knew what Mortal Kombat was just automatically, and then the movie. You could say that uh, Lieberman was the fifth father of yeah. Mortal Kombat hey. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Lieberman. This uh, buds to you. Thanks for making Mortal Kombat the franchise it is, sir. Yeah, or would he be the grandfather because he's so much older? He's so fucking old. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Senator. Thank thank you, Senator Lieberman, for giving us the video game rating system. What would we do without you? What would we do without it? Yeah, kids still buy fucking GTA from a GameStop, you know. <laughs> anyway. Yep. But yeah, where uh, where were we going with that? Now, I just wanted to I just wanted just to kind of mention that before we jump before we actually jumped into that. Um I blanked out already, dude. I, I forgot what you said five seconds. Today's been a hell of a day, I just want to add too. Long fucking day at work. Uh <laughs> But uh, like so I just wanted just to mention, I just kind of wanted to mention that just in terms of like why fighting game clones are kind of a thing, which right. is really sometimes they want to go in directions that the game that they're ripping off didn't, and then other times they just want to do it as a cash grab. And I think with Mortal Kombat specifically, because of some of the people involved in Mortal Kombat, how they kind of you know like we've covered the history a little bit about how Daniel Pacina in particular, broke ties um, with Midway at that point and then just kind of d- decided just to do his own thing like and his involvement in other franchises. And he regularly partnered with Hosun Pack to do a whole bunch of these things who played Liu Kang. So it's just, it's 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 interesting just to see the path um, of where fighting games were going, at least in America um, around that time and kind of how it was evolving. So Ripoffs. I find the story of the Mortal Kombat ripoffs to be particularly interesting in that regard. Yeah, and you know, Angry Video Game Nerd did a whole video about Mortal Kombat ripoffs, of which these two games are included, of course. But he, he included several yep. others too, uh, and I don't even remember the names of them. I do remember a, a game called Pit Fighter back in the day. I think that actually came out Pit before. Fighter. That actually came out before Mortal Kombat, so it can't be considered a clone. But yeah, how about to say it wasn't Pit Fighter part of that uh, lawsuit? No, I think so. It was what? I think it was. I think it, it was. What the fuck are you talking about? No, dude, that, you're thinking of Bloodstorm. Oh, and that wait, wasn't even well, part I mean, of the lawsuit. I mean, what well, lawsuit? Well, I mean, well, Bloodstorm. I mean, well, Bloodstorm. That's the one that Daniel Pacino was. He was involved in that, right? Yeah, right. He was involved. Well, he he was involved in the advertising. It didn't have anything to do in his lawsuit. Uh, it was just sort of a stain on there. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Uh, I don't know what lawsuit you're talking about. You seen? I don't want to get too in the weeds, too, but. Uh, pit pit fighter maybe that's gonna Not be lawsuit, a- but the hearing oh the hearing no i mean we did the hear we did the whole hearing episode it was mainly mortal Kombat, night trap and lethal enforcers i don't think they ever mentioned uh i, I watched the whole two hearings I, I, I don't they ever mentioned pit fighter they mentioned doom that's about it hmm okay uh you got you got my curiosity peak though i might want to look that up but no, pit, look it up now while you talk. LOL. Uh, pit Fighter came out before Mortal Kombat, though, so it's just kind of quinky dink. But, you know, yeah, your, your key ingredient of a Mortal Kombat ripoff is Oh, I'm be thinking of Night Trap. Night Trap. Yeah. Wow. How'd you get Pit Fighter, Night Trap? I don't know, man. Yeah. And we talked extensively about Night Trap in our violence episode, and I played it. it did, and yeah. It's, it's actually a delightful game, but also very fucking hard. And it's, uh, it's not a Mortal Kombat knockoff at all. It's not even a fighting game. You know, it's, it's, it's its own animal. And it wasn't, it was, it wasn't regaled because it was, uh, well, it was violent. It, it wasn't like a, a visceral violent thing. It was because mainly the violence against women and it's like slasher movie, uh, stock portrayal, uh, of, you know, yeah. those types of situations, uh, mm-hmm. completely different type of game. But yeah, well, I guess it would constitute a Mortal Kombat ripoff is the two main ingredients are going to be, Digitized actors, so it looks real. Yep. And, of course, fatalities. Lots of blood and guts. Yep. And as, as we'll discover, too, apparently the key ingredient is toilet humor. Uh, we'll find that out. 
tattoo assassins. Good God. Yeah. yeah. Good God, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, would you say that the most, well, I guess we, we kind of talked about this, but the most popular of these like knockoffs was probably the Street Fighter movie game? Is that popular? <laughs> not popular, but not infamous. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like if, if people like a lot of the a lot of the Mortal Kombat knockoffs. What's the one they're gonna know? Like a lot of, the, yeah, a lot of the Mortal Kombat knockoffs. Like they kind of fall by the wayside. Nobody like nobody's gonna really know about Theor Realm or Tattoo Assassin. Like hardcore like, MK fans definitely will. But I I have to argue. Seen. I don't know how many people realize MK. Uh, I'm sorry, Street Fighter the movie the game was a thing. See, I. That's I true, least, yeah. Well, I mean, to kind of give you some credit here, I did know it was a thing, but that's not necessarily something I sought out. It's just like that. Like, when it came out, everyone knew it was a thing, and everyone automatically was like, okay, that looks like shit. But, like, I don't think, as it stood the test of time, as far as notoriety. I actually saw the arcade cabinet in the wild, like, at one point in the um, in the mid-90s. Uh, you know, when I was on vacation at a beach town, I forget where, but... You know, I went to a mall, you know, when we were at the beach, I think like in 1996 at some point, And I just happened to see the arcade cab. And I'm like, wait, what? This was based off the movie? I think I played it for like all of two seconds. And then I just kind of made a mental note of it. Like, oh, they made a, you know, they made a game about this or um, about this movie. Then later on, I found that it was a real thing. But I at least can acknowledge that I saw it. I, I saw it in the wild. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. You didn't think it was real when you saw it in the arcade? No, I thought it was real. <laughs> it's like I had to be dreaming. No, I no, I thought I thought like, dude, I thought it was I real. Was I was so just, much cocaine. It's just that I had never heard. I just never heard that they were making a game out of it till I saw the cabinet, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So that's I think I saw like I, an advertisement on the VHS of the movie or something that I knew it existed. Yeah, I saw it on like a magazine or something back in the day. Oh, I definitely saw Game Pro reviews of it and stuff like that too later. But I will say, Josh, just to kind of, I guess, like start us off in our first game. Until you brought it up, I had never heard of Thea Realm Fighters. Yeah, that's which yeah, actually I had never heard of that before. Really, really. Um, yeah, I'd never heard I, of Thea. I, actually, I, I, I don't even remember the first time I heard of it. It might have been the Anger Video Game Nerd video, but I think I knew about it before, and I don't know why. Maybe it was researching even our Johnny or uh, MK1 episode before we get into Thea Realm Fighters. I do want to point out. Uh, you can play both of these games. The uh, Realm Fighters has uh, a couple ROMs floating out there. And there's a physical way you can play it too, which I'll mention later. And there's also a, a you can play on um, fucking hell. You see, what's it called? MAME? Yeah. Uh, on MAME, you can play Tattoo Assassins. But you can also play it in a couple other different ways, which we'll get to later. But yeah, yeah, let's launch into the first game. The less less interesting game, in my opinion, the Realm Fighters. It's less interesting because it's not as fucking crazy, but it is more interesting because it has the most involvement with the uh, MK cast members, which we'll get into. Uh, and also, very curious title that we all had to stop and is that a typo? And uh, I think I thought I, you best up right. I think I came across time, yeah. the explanation of what the title means, but it didn't make any fucking sense to me. And my my fan theory. My headcanon is literally someone did fuck up, and no one ever fixed it, and they just rolled on it. So it's the uh, Realm Fighters. What do you think it was supposed to be? The Realm Fighters. Oh, the <laughs> Realm Fighters? Yeah. 
yeah. It's just, it's such a, like, there's so many things to do with realms in Mortal Kombat. It's just such a... Right. Yeah, they, they didn't go too far away from it. And they're, they're, I'm trying to Google up their story, because uh, this is the one I took the least notes on. Well, that's the thing, like... I, you know, one thing I would love though, just like very quick aside, I would love if, like in Mortal Kombat One, the new one, that Liu Kang just um, warped reality to create an entirely new realm, and it's in the realm is called Thea as a reference to this game. <coughs> That'd be amazing. That's I doubt they would ever do that, but why not? And you have to fight Sir Raider again. Yep. Or Sir Raider, whatever his name is. Sir Raider. Yeah. yeah all these characters. Yep. Uh. But. But Josh, while you're looking up some notes, I'll at least mention just some just some quick bullet points yeah, go for that it. are kind of obvious. That like um that Theorem Fighters um is like like was going to be on the Atari Jaguar. So mm-hmm. it's from that old it's from that old system from the nineties, which was actually pretty pretty innovative for its time. It was one of the it was one of the first consoles to actually experiment in VR. Um, long before the really? Virtual Boy, yeah, yeah, there was oh, a lot. Shit. Yeah, if you go back, if you go back and look at some old before before videos, Game Boy VR, Virtual Boy, yeah, before Virtual Boy, wow, yeah, Atari Jag Atari Jaguar was doing it first, and like not by like a huge time gap, but they were experimenting with it. But you know, much like the Virtual Boy, the world just wasn't ready for it, and the Atari Jaguar did not sell a lot at the, um, at the time. But they did have a port of Mortal Kombat three. Um, on the mm-hmm. Atari Jaguar at one point, and then that's where you kind of get into the whole Theorem Fighters actually kind of thing. Um, and from people who know their Mortal Kombat um, digitized actors, the main people that are actually involved in Theorem Fighters is Caitlin Powell, Daniel Piscina, Hunso Pack, and Philip On. Uh, Caitlin Zamir. Oh, Zamir? I thought it was Powell, but what I, maybe it's Christ, are you fucking reading? No, her fucking name starts with Z. Uh, and I might even okay, okay. Uh, Zamiar. You might have to pronounce it. I call her Zamir. Caitlin Zamir. She's Katana Molina and MK2. Yeah, Katana Molina and MK2. Daniel Pacina, which is Johnny Cage and the Ninjas in Mortal Kombat One. Yep. Hanson Peck, who is Liu Kang, and Philip On, who is Shang Tsung. <laughs> the Mortal um, Doctor so, himself. Yeah, Mortal Doctor himself. So it has a lot of involvement from uh, a lot of the original digitized Mortal Kombat actors, but. Its history is about how it develops is definitely like a little weird, um, which Josh, you may have more notes on that than I, I have, actually do. But I have more history and trivia on uh, Tattoo Assassins, which will be a fun one to talk about, than I do on this one. What I do have uh, is that, yeah, so basically, small company, the company that developed Dia Realm Fighters is called High Voltage Software, and they're one interesting thing. They developed the Windows version of Mortal Kombat X. Okay. Wait, that's, what? Yeah. That's interesting. So, you know, they they didn't just fade off into obscurity. They were just fledgling at the time. Uh, and, you know, they just working on their shit. And so they still do shit. And, yeah, their, their claim, their biggest feather in the cap is, yeah, they developed the specifically Windows version of Mortal Kombat X. Uh, and, and I have. Huh? What you have? Oh, wait. Yeah, well, I have it on Steam. So that's, that's I would call that Windows, right? That's synonymous, yeah. right? Don't get yeah. don't get Steam in your Nintendo 3DS, right? <laughs> no, I'll get Steam Which, in my Steam. Way, I, I I I dug up. Side note: I dug up my 3DS uh, today. Oh yeah, it had some like had some like white residue or something on it. And I was like, the fuck? I, like to the like. 
did the battery leak or something like that. So oh, I'm trying shit. to get that open to see. I don't think it leaked. Oh man, I'm it's, always those, worried those about that. Like, I haven't been touching my 3ds about like. Does but it, they say does they the say that uh, retra- the one rechargeable batteries are less likely to leak. I have started this stuff recently because I've gotten back into Etrian Odyssey, but I won't go on a fucking tangent about that. Uh, but uh, fucking weird, dude. Yeah, so I gotta look at that. I do, Josh, want to mention something rather, like, rather interesting. This is like f- yes. a fun Easter egg, specifically for the uh, for Theorem Fighters. Um, it along with that game um, at the time. That's I think it was that same company. Uh, no, it was not. It was a different company, but it was under the Atari Jaguar CD. Another game was being produced alongside Theorem Fighters called American Hero, which mm-hmm. is one of those like games that has live action cutscenes that are sort of spliced into the CD version of the game. The Sega Saturn did this stuff all the time, and the Atari Night Jaguar Trap does CD. That, yeah. yeah, but what's funny is an actress popped up in one of these things that you'll recognize, and I apologize, I forgot her name, but the actress. One of the actresses in American Hero, the game, is the actress that played Sindel in Annihilation. Oh, shit. No shit. Uh, oh, in Annihilation. I think I can talk to yeah, the game. And, and I can Google her up real quick because I, I, I like her. I like to keep her in my back pocket as a trivia because she was one of the sirens in the Coen Brothers. Uh, no, no Country for Men. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, oh, Brother, where art thou? You remember the scene? Go to sleep, little baby. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that? You seen? I, I'm assuming you haven't, but Jay, you had to assume, right? Yeah, oh, brother, we're out I there. Assume yeah. I didn't, because typically you don't, <laughs> and you don't give a shit about the Coen Brothers. <laughs> you just, you just saw Big Lebowski recently, and you're like, okay, <laughs> that was like three years ago. Uh, yeah, God, man, time flies. But yeah, no, and Big and, and Big Lebowski. But yeah, yeah, that was kind of okay. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, there's a scene where they wake up and there's the three sirens singing at the river, and one of them is Sindel. And I'm fucking, I'm not typing the rest of her name. Yeah, she's in that. Uh, neat. I did not know that, Jay. That's cool. Yeah, but if you, yeah, but if you look up the game, Josh, American Hero on the um, on the Atari Jaguar CD, um, she's wearing sunglasses, but you'll see her picture <laughs> there. But I again, I forget the actress's name. I apologize. Okay, goddammit. it, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna fucking Google it. Jesus Christ, mortal. But the fun thing about this game, which I found interesting, is that it is it was one of those like adult themed type games called American Hero. Like there's a there's a lot of this actress doing very sensual things from the videos that I saw. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Type of sensual (laughs) you're talking about, because as we'll get into uh, Tattoo Assassins has finally uh, what was long rumored in the Mortal Kombat games, nudalities. Uh, Of course, they're pretty PG rated. You say Uh, finally? Well, because that's been a long rumored <laughs> thing that you could do in Nudality. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Perf. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> what do you mean sensual, Jay? They're just like overly like like MK9 Molina. They're just like overly like sexualized. Um, no, it wasn't that bad. It's like it, it, to use this term, it was Skinamax type stuff. So like you know, you you saw like the actress from Mortal Kombat Annihilation like basically take off her shirt and show her like her in her bra, and she does flirty motions at the camera. So it's so it's Mortal Kombat she... Conquest. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> That's basically. <laughs> By the way, that actress, pretty much, yeah, from Mortal Kombat Annihilation, who played Sundell, is. I don't know how to pronounce her first name. Mus- fucking hell, man. She's got a weird name. Musetta Vander. Yeah. M-U-S-E-T-T-A-V-N-D-E-R. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't going to try. I wasn't going to try to do <laughs> well, it. Well, <laughs> I tried, and I might have failed. 
Uh, but yeah, she was she was Sundell, and she was one of the sirens in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? She was in a movie called Mosquito Man. Uh, and I won't go. Th- oh, she was in Kicking and Screaming Wolf Ferrell. I'm not going to go through her filmography because we're not fucking talking about her. We're talking about MK ripoffs. Um, no, I did not know about that, Jay. Uh, I do know that basically uh, the involvement from the cast members, Jeff Prince. I have I have a note here, uh, Prince Pack, but now I took the note so long ago. I think that might be Hosung Pack's brother as a stage name. I can't remember, but Hosung. Ho Sung Pak did, did, and he is in. You look at the fucking, you can recognize him. He did vote video capture for a character. So Caitlin Zamar, Katana Molina, and Daniel Pacina. Daniel Pacina specifically, his character was called Spark with a, a Q instead of a K. And his moveset, <laughs> yeah, his moveset is interesting. Imagine if Raiden and Johnny Cage like merged into one being, but took more after Johnny Cage. They yeah, it's essentially spark. what it is. It's like fuck you, yeah. Liu Kang. I'm gonna merge with the true champion, <laughs> and he merges with Johnny Cage. Yeah, and it, like it's very, it's very interesting just because you, like when these characters get digitized, it's so funny that they look like a very small pixelated version of themselves, but you can still tell who they are. Like when you look at, uh, the, like when you look at the character. Uh, Prince Pack that Hosun Pack plays. It's like when you look at that character, oh, like, that oh, that's Luke Kang from Mortal. Um, you're like, oh, that's Luke Kang from Mortal Kombat One. Clearly, and yeah, yeah. you can clearly tell it's, it's Hosun Pack. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's, though, he literally is doing the same like fighting poses Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah, King. it makes you wonder like how the fuck do they get away with this? Because I don't know what they're. <sighs> and, well, uh, like, as long as they do a different pair, different color pants, it doesn't. Really, <laughs> well, I guess. Really, because like the whole the whole controversy with the the at the what we were mentioning earlier the Bloodstorm video game advertisement that Daniel Pacina did wasn't just that it was Daniel Pacina it was as Daniel Pacina dressed up essentially as Johnny Cage he wasn't using the exact costume but they gave him black pants they gave him sunglasses he was doing a split between two arcade machines and oh yeah the ad also said Daniel Pacina has moved to Bloodstorm that's kind of that's like when the T-Mobile guy moved to Sprint or whatever, or vice versa. Um, <laughs> I mean, this game. I mean, I'm looking at the whatever like advertisement they have on Wikipedia for Theorem, and I don't know how this got like how fa- how long it took for them to make this. But the tagline <laughs> is "Prepare yourself for real combat." And yes, combat spelled with a C in defiance. I was gonna mention in defiance, in defiance, and def- and you know defending actual current you know English language and grammar. <laughs> They're holding the line. <laughs> Hold the line. <laughs> Me as an but English man, this I I feel like you could tell that it's cheaply done because like the 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 motion capture isn't there's less frames of animation. It's like it. It's not, but they're still the same movements as in Mortal Kombat. Like when people get like uppercut and they fall backwards. It's it looks exactly the same as it does in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I wonder where the copyright claims could come into this. There, there weren't any, but you know, it's like my game has a I mean, guy. Can you do up. copyright claims for like movement? I don't know. It's like you know, it's a fighting game. What do you expect? You kick, you fall, you punch. I mean, there's so many. There's only so many moves you can do. I think, so, especially but, with that technology. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't like literally rip it off. It wasn't called Cormel 
combat, or I don't know. I'm trying to switch the letters. I can't do it. It's uh, called the Thea Realm. Thea Realm. Realm is like such a pivotal thing in Mortal Kombat. And I forget the story Nether of this realm. game too. Uh, Outer Realm. This game, Outer like realm. I said, is less interesting than Tattoo Assassins, except for the fact that so many Mortal Kombat actors appeared in it. Uh, and of course, it never went anywhere. But also, Josh, not only that, even even like, you know, counting the four, you know, the four actors from Mortal Kombat 1, which, you know, obviously that that makes sense why a lot of characters would look like and feel like Mortal Kombat 1 characters. But even like the other ones really rip off Mortal Kombat in a lot of cosmetic ways. Like you have you have your Jax like character named what's his name? Talk or Torque or something like that. T-O-K, I think Um, you have. These two uh, robot dudes that are basically <laughs> Cyrax and Sector that are named Royal Marshal and Renegade Marshal. So you're ripping off Tekken and, you know, Mortal Kombat oh, at the wow. same time. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh... Yeah. And then you've also got, like, what? Like, you've also got, like, your Sindel ripoff in uh, a character whose name starts with a V and she uses, like, electricity and stuff, which. By the way, if you buy the actual working copy or the only working copy of the game, funny enough, you can, you know, you can you can, you can only select like I think four players in the only working copy of the game and she and she's a fifth selectable character that you can't play. Like she you can select her on the selection screen, but you can't actually like select her to fight. <laughs> she just shows huh. up. <laughs> yeah, I, I it should be noted you you can legally play this game. You can buy uh, the beta on Jaguar, if you have a, a, a Atari Jaguar, uh, from a place called Wave One Games, uh, and you know, I don't know, you're, you're probably not going to have much fun with this because this game, like I said, was never released to the point that even this copy from Wave One Games does not have any music because the game was that incomplete. Uh, it just, you know, didn't pan out. Oh yeah, yeah. From what I've, uh, I mean. I mean, you can find this on Wikipedia, but apparently they showed it at like a CES back in '95, mm-hmm. and yep. it was just people just talked about how unfinished the game was. CES, just to clarify, Consumer Electronics Show in the winter. Yeah, yeah. They got showed. They got showed in January '95, and they got canceled January '96. Damn, that's wild. And I, I apparently sh- like because uh, because uh, Atari had canceled another game at the same time. Like a lot of the gaming press thought that this was a sign that Atari was gonna, you know, drop support for the Jaguar because of this. Ooh, it should it should be also awesome a lot of bad vibes. Yeah, bad this game. Bad vibes. Uh, drops probably for a good reason because it. I mean, just looking at the gameplay, I didn't get to play it. Uh, you know, I got a shitty computer. I didn't download the ROM. Doesn't look like a fun. I want to play the the next game we talk about for sure, but this game doesn't look. Like something I want to gravitate towards. I've seen some videos of it. It is like an alpha and a beta version, and the alpha version has like there's no select screen. You just it just boxes and yeah. it says the name. You just kind of you select through the names. Huh, that's lame. Yeah. That's also, in the alpha version, just to mention it, like the playable version of it is very inconsistent. Like it's one of those games that when you play it, it's not about. It's not about if it'll crash, it's when. Because it's going to, it's 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 one of those games that's going to crash. You really can't stop it. And when you're playing as some of the characters, when they jump when they jump and land on the ground, they land 
uh, looks like a couple of feet in game underneath the ground, then pop back up on the ground. So it's very glitchy. Oh wow! <laughs> um, in that regard, and a lot of the moves are incomplete. Um, in a lot of ways, and even and even the characters that they showcase that you can't even select. A lot of their animations are not like really all complete. But I will say, just for the fun of it, that if I was to ever play this game, I know who I would play because I saw clips of him and. No, not even Spark. Spark is the Johnny Cage character, but no, man, I'm playing this character named Surreal. Surreal is amazing. <laughs> um, he is hipster Jesus. He is a he's a character. He is he is an old. Is that redundant? He, he is an old Buddhist monk oh. with a, um, with a uh, uh, with a big old Santa Claus beard. He looks like he's supposed to be ripping off Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat One, but. He's not. He's not Fu Manchu or anything like that. And his name is Surreal. And Surreal. We, we should is clarify. In- original Mortal Kombat three. OGMK. Did I say yeah. Mortal Kombat three? Well, you know what I mean. Uh, did, did I say Mortal Kombat three? No, I, I did. You said Mortal Kombat one, which now that means yeah. you're talking about the current game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should clarify. <laughs> original Mortal Kombat. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, like. His also like this is one of those games, much like Tattoo Assassins does, where when they put their names on their health bars, they use different fonts and different, I guess, colors just to kind of add more character yeah, to their names. Yeah, I did and notice that. And, 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 yeah, Tattoo Assassins just takes this to the next level too, by the way. But uh, yeah, the scene does. in Thea Realm Fighters, I feel like, is interesting, and I love the fact that surreal. His colors are like gradient rainbow colors and he's and he looks like a hipster jesus and i'm just like oh this oh so this is a 60s woodstock guy i totally want to play this guy (laughs) so interesting like just like just a fun fact for some of these characters just kind of like seeing like how they worked but yeah it's just this game also just is kind of glitchy and really its stages are a little cluttered and they blend too much with the characters so they don't stand out all too much so it that's another problem too. You kind of can't tell like where you oh, are yeah. on the screen. Sometimes there was a note I, I did take as one of the stages. Yeah, some of the stages kind of just bleh. But there's one stage. It kind of reminds me of a Street Fighter Two stage. There's a mural in the background, like this dude in a robe. Literal. I, I don't know the name of the stage, but if you Google the Realm Fighters and watch gameplay, it's probably going to want to be the most featured stages. The guy in the background on the mural literally looks like Bill Fucking Murray. Like Bill, yeah, I, Bill Murray, yeah, if he I've was an ancient now, yeah. Greece and wore a toga. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game? Yeah, I saw that too. And I'm just like, huh, that doesn't like Bill Murray. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I'm like, why does that look like Bill Murray? Like, you know, like in the background, like what's going on here? It's the Garfield stage or the Ghostbuster stage or what have you. Um, yeah, Josh, I'm actually I'm actually looking at a screen cap of it right now. Like he, Bill Murray's just sitting there, just with his chest sticking out. Dude, like, oh, dude, hey. what if it really is Bill Murray? And they just what they stole a picture of him and put it into the game what as if, if it got, got him to agree to 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 be digitized in this, and he's just like, yeah, I'll do it for free. I highly doubt Bill Murray did that. I mean, he is he is known to like just walk into places and just kind of mingle with. Normal people, yeah. so his know, most famous story is he walked into a bar and got behind the bar and took over from the bartender and whatever anyone asked for, he just gave him tequila. 
I think I think my favorite part of the mural that I'm looking at now is that there's some horses that are looking at him in that mural, and those horses look really happy to see him. Like they are happy to see themselves some Bill Murray. They're like, "Oh shit, it's Bill who Murray!" Wouldn't be, who wouldn't be happy to see that? It's fucking Bill Murray. Yeah, <laughs> be happy to but see. Yeah, him too. but other but other than that one thing, man. Like most of the stages um, in Theorem Fighters, like they look just messy, like very very gradient and bleedy. They look. You know, much like the rest of the game, just unfinished. But even then, even if they were finished, I don't think any of these stages would be all that inspiring. Like, they're just, they're all kind of bland. Like it's a generic it. thing. This will get to a talking point. I, I want to like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like just because this feels like it's, uh, it was a very, it was pretty early stages, if not middle of the development cycle for the game. I wonder if, like, if it was, if it wasn't canceled, would, you know, would there be a little bit more polish done to like the level design and stuff like that? And there absolutely would have been look more Korean. There absolutely more what? More Korean? So more co- coherent. Sound like you said more Korean. I'm like, why is it gotta be Korean? Um, <laughs> I think absolutely there would have been more polish all around. Probably to maybe the stages, but I think more probably likely the gameplay. Right? Uh, yeah. I don't think it would have been a successful game because like. It's it's a point I want to get to when we get to the end of our discussion about you know what makes Mortal Kombat special and these jackoffs not and you know obviously Damn. like Jay Jay said about the stages genericy right I think it's just genericy genericy as fuck yeah I also man just looking at how much of a ripoff this is even their tagline is just not right. only a ripoff but but it throws it's a middle finger a yeah, it's such a, it's it, yeah, not only is a middle finger, it's throwing the shade like real hard. Like it's planting the palm tree and watching it grow and just shading everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know where that came from. It's creating shade. It's great planting a plum tree. Oh, right. It, uh, came, it came from shade. Prepare yourself for real combat. That's real the tagline combat. of this game. Yes. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> and it's got Hosum Pack on the dang poster with that tagline. I'm like, Jesus. Like, it just. Dude, that's the E3 flyer. Yeah, that poster Still. is fucking awful, too, by the way. Wow. Like, if you want to yeah, say yeah, generic ripoff, just look at the poster. Hosung Pack's there looking like himself, looks like Liu Kang. But everyone else is like, what the fuck are they wearing, man? You got Ninja Bro, you got 80s Workout Girl. And I can't even tell what the fuck that thing is. Looks like a sea urchin. Uh, yeah, a sea urchin with a sword and like a claw. It's almost like it's almost like um a one dollar like like a dollar general of Shao Kahn. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> so. you know. Hey, we got wacky wacky combat characters. Yay! Which that is. Yeah, a- it looks like a flyer that you would have. It's like a flyer you'd see at like a amateur like wrestling. Ex- yes, exactly. I'm thinking flyer. like. G Fest. I'm thinking like amateur movies people make. Oh yeah, you know, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. totally like that. Which you know, not to knock, you know, anyone wants to try and do something, but you know, hey man, Photoshop was hard in 1995. It, yeah, I did big heads and everything. If it's at all, if it, <laughs> it's I don't know. This, this ain't gonna dethrone <laughs> Mortal Kombat. No, now we'll no, get no, into why not. I guess. But I do want to mention before I I don't know if I have much left uh, to comment on. Yeah, the, uh, Realm Fighters, but I did want to mention a point that I, I want to bring up earlier, too, when we were talking about Daniel Pacino, Hosun Pat, Caitlin Zamar. Uh, I don't know about all of them, but D- 
Daniel Pacino, and this does come up with his supposed involvement in the next game. He didn't get paid for either of them. Like his involvement in the next game mm. is is in doubt, which we'll get to. But his involvement in this game is undeniable. He's there. He's Spark. That's fucking Hosum, or I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Pacino. He did not get paid for it. He pretty much just went over there and said, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll, I'll do some recordings." And it wasn't as extensive as his recordings with Ed Boon and John Tobias from Mortal Kombat One. It was just kind of like. You know, like we did when we did all our short film stuff. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I'll, I'll do this project. Maybe it'll become something. This yeah. Been, uh, yeah. Well, with uh, Daniel Pacino, I think we, we we definitely talked about this in a previous podcast, but like, Daniel Pacino was the first one to go on to the project? Uh, I actually don't know who was the first one. If I did mention or that the previous episode, episode I, I don't remember. I don't know. It might have been Hosun mm. Pack. I think it was more of his... his wanting to do that because like obviously all these actors you mentioned were all involved in the lawsuit the lawsuits plural with midway and would not come back every single one of them caitlin zamar included uh and that was probably had something to do with that they wanted to try and expand their horizons and do the next big thing and you know obviously didn't fucking work out mm. uh but i don't know who came yeah. up first you might be right i think it might have been on some pack but i can't remember now you know, we're not a fucking, we do our research. We try to do our research. Sometimes it's hard to do extensive research because we all have our day jobs. But, you know, this is like a, this is an appetizer discussion. If you're really fucking obsessed about this, then, you know, you're going to go out and, you know, follow up what we told you, right? Don't just take what, don't take what I say for granted. Uh, what's LeVar Burton say? Don't take it from me. It's in the book. Dun-dun-dun. Right? What? <laughs> Except this isn't in a fucking book because there's hardly fucking anything about this goddamn fucking stupid game. Anyway, <laughs> I think I will say that the 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 working title is a better title: Serrator's Galactic Challenge. Yeah, I feel like I that's a better name that. than Theorem. That is a better title. Yeah, I, I don't know why they changed it. I know we've been kind of like dogging this game a little bit, but believe it or not, after like, I haven't played the game, but after watching some gameplay of it and how it flows and a little bit of what what research I did not have the history, I think I got two minor, but two good things I can say about this that kind of stuck to me. Okay. Um, is that like one, most of the animation for the character is bad, but at least in its like incomplete state, I thought that they had something interesting with one of them. And it's actually on the character of Spark that Dan Piscina played. I saw some gameplay footage of what Spark could do. And when his electricity powers are kind of like, you know, flowing on him, the flow on them is really, really smooth. Like, hmm. like very smooth, like probably smoother than anything Mortal Kombat one through three ever did. Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And Daniel Pacina's movements, I feel like just uh, maybe it's just because of what he was doing on the game, but his movements felt more digitized, um, a lot better and flowed better in that game. But that could just be like they completed him, his character more first and just didn't get to the others all too much. So that could or be maybe bad. he did more moves or something more, more f- available frames for them to animate with or something. Yeah. 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 yeah but um the other thing I wanted to mention is that it's it's taken an ambitious step by making I think this is to his detriment, but I can appreciate the effort where they they made the characters smaller so they had more jumping room. 
the hmm. way the characters jump in the game is definitely a much wider arc than in Mortal Kombat games. But because of that, it feels like there's way more room just to do different sets of moves. So it's almost like they're kind of prepping for the future in that regard. And I can't, and I tend to like that in 2D fighting games. If you have a lot of jumping room to move around, then you know you can do, in my opinion, way more interesting stuff, even though that I will never praise the game Shaq Fu, which is which this game reminds me of as far as like really obscure fighting games. There's a lot of wide arc jumping in Shaq Fu that I remember as a kid really, really enjoying, like when I actually played that game. <laughs> so I wonder if that's present in the Shaq Fu remake that they did. I don't know. I'm not even aware, Josh. They made a Shaq that wasn't Fu remake. Even a, was that a remake? Because I thought it was like a side-scroller instead of a fighter. Oh, really? I thought they just like did a new Shaq Fu game just for the hell of it. I don't think it was a fighter, though. I'm talking about the fighting game. Yeah, of course. I played it, of course. Uh, it's a shitty fighting yeah, Shaq game. Shaq Fu, a legend reborn. Yeah, is it not a fighting game as well? Why would you why would you revive uh, Shaq Fu and make it a side scroller? That doesn't make any sense. Well, you know it's what a though? Up, yeah. It's a beat 'em up. Oh, okay. That that kind of tracks. Well, also like the company that originally made Shaq Fu, I I forget their name, but they didn't make fighting games as their main bread and butter. Shaq Fu Shaq no Fu was shit. a new experiment for them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. That killed him. That killed me. <laughs> I did mean to interrupt, Jake. Go ahead. Well, you. I mean, I was surprised. I was surprised that you went that that killed you that much, Josh. But okay, I mean, I mean, because we all played it. It's not a fucking good game. No, <laughs> it's right. not. It's not. But God, you almost made me lose my train of thought. I'm but sorry. like. Yeah, but yeah, like having a wider jump and having slightly smaller characters to do things, you know, I don't think it's worked out too well for most fighters that have tried that style, but I typically kind of gravitate, like gravitated towards it a little bit because I, I like I like floaty jumps like that. And Thea Realm hmm. Fighters looks like it was kind of trying to do that to differentiate itself from Mortal Kombat, at least in one way, even though in so many other ways it was ripping it off. So that's like two minor good things I can say about it. Just like, You think that was a conscious decision? I mean, maybe unconsciously it differentiated itself. Do you think that was... I'm, like, I'm, I'd coin flip that, man. Like, yeah. it's not I, don't like th- I, I think it's not it was like unintentional. Yeah, but, but still, like... You know, I, I, I can respect ambition, even if you're trying to rip something off. I, I can respect a ripoff of a game if it's actually done well <laughs> and it has <laughs> its own unique identity. I think Tattoo Assassins actually did a better job of riffing up Mortal Kombat than this game did. But yeah, no, uh, but still. Maybe, yeah. This this game just feels forgettable to me. Not that I've fucking played it, uh, but looking well, at it. It definitely... It definitely had some interesting names, man. One thing about this game, as far as like what it was supposed to feature, it was going to have 25 fighters that you could play yes, as. I just read and that too. Also 12 special fighters and various hidden sub bosses and like the final boss and five hidden fighters. So this thing was going to be like, this is going to be a massive roster for its time. If you kind of think ambitious. about it. Yeah, incredibly ambitious. But man, some of these names, man, like Billy Bobcat, like <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> and Drakkar, who was a who I saw a picture of him. That 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 is literally a Brom a Brom Stroker's uh, Stroker's Dracula character. He looks like him, and his name is Drakkar, like Drakkar, yeah. like Dracula. 
Yeah, Soldier X, that's original. Um, Shadow, <laughs> um, Renegade and Royal Marshal, and then of course, you know, Sir Raider, Sir Raider, <laughs> and Surreal. <laughs> Sir Raider and Surreal, wow. <laughs> and there's yeah. a character whose name is just Peace. His name is Peace, that's it. And another character whose just name is Jack. Just Jack, that's all. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get these characters uh, with longevity and being in a Thea Realm Fighters 1. Uh, I don't know, man. So, Vampires Twelve. I don't know, man. I like, like, I'm feeling surreal. Like, we're talking hipster Jesus with, like, like with a name. <laughs> like, that's a stoner character if I ever saw one, man. That could be, that could be, that could be fighter game gold if it's ever applied right. <laughs> I see Damn. the potential in surreal. I don't know. I, th- I, I like our next game's characters more. I think we got a little bit more potential. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, guess... I don't really, I, I don't really have much more to say on Thea Realm Fighters other than like it's a ripoff game. It's ambitious. It tried a thing, it didn't work out, and then you know, sadly, Mortal Kombat one people were involved in it to try to make it work, and apparently, it just didn't. And it was, and it probably contributed to the failing sales of the Atari Jaguar at the time, which is even well, sadder. I think the Atari so, Jaguar probably had a lot of other problems going on. I had one of one as a kid, but you know. It, it it had a lot of other problems, but I don't think the uh, the advertising and production of this game helped. Yeah, probably not. Well, uh, any other thoughts on the Rome Fighters? Uh, you see? No, I like you guys, like you guys said it's a forgettable game, but it's also because there wasn't much game to it. Yeah. So. Well, maybe I'm sad we didn't really get to play these games for this episode, right? Uh, not that I think it was really essential to. But it might be fun to play them in the future. Uh, I definitely would like to play Tattoo Assassins. Uh, I might get a chance to. Reason why we'll reveal in a little bit. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's go on to Tattoo Assassins. Uh, let's get into it. Yep. Yeah, our next game. Pretty, I would say, much more memorable. Way crazy. Also, unfortunately, unreleased. Great game, meant for the arcades, called Tattoo Assassins. You forgot one word, Josh. You forgot raunchy. Oh, yeah, it's raunchy AF, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's a very raunchy if game. If Mortal Kombat could say one thing, it may be gory and shockingly violent and a little bit uh, kitschy and stereotyping. At least it's not toilet humory. <laughs> right? True. Yeah. Yeah, this one, this game is... This game, from what I saw, is borderline, like, horror Looney Tune land. Like, if, if Mortal Kombat could be it. horror Looney Tune, it, it, would be, it would be this game. Yeah, that's a good description for it. Uh, and there, there might be interesting uh, theories about why it's so fucking crazy. And it might not just be because the creators were on uh, fucking mushrooms. But uh, to mention the creators, <laughs> uh, this is a Japanese company. is Data East. Uh, which was a pinball uh, primarily company uh, that produced this. Uh, and, of course, most famously, everyone likes to point out that it was produced uh, in cooperation with a guy named Bob Gale, who is a screenwriter from Back to the Future, the fucking movie, The Back to the Future. The, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you all read that. That's weird. The reason I read that, yeah, yeah. The reason that is is because they did fucking pinball games and what do you see mostly in pinball games? It's like movie time games. So they did a Back to the Future pinball game. So they had rapport with Bob Gale 
And I guess he, 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 he liked the idea. They all wanted to do a Mortal Kombat ripoff. And they didn't just do pinball. They did do other games. Uh, they're actually kind of infamous for, one, doing games that are weird. So this one fits the ball, right? Or, or fits the bill. Uh, but they did do uh, a host of famous games. I'm scrolling down through my notes. Uh, Edward Randy. That's it. That that was some sort of space rail shooter. That was real. Or might not have been a rail shooter. It might have been more. I can't remember. It had it had faux 3D effects in it. I never fucking heard of this game. It was real popular. They also did another game that I did play. A little game, a little side-scrolling shmup, shoot 'em up game called the Great Ragtime Show. Any of y'all heard of that fucking game? Nope. Never nope. heard of that. Nope. Never heard of that game. You ever remember me telling you about the stories when I was working at uh, the pool in my parents' community, and it was a real rustic building, and they had arcade machines in there, and I used to collect quarters when there was nobody at the pool and like play the games, including... I mentioned in the violence episode, Lethal Enforcers, I got to play there. Do you remember me talking about that place? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. Kind of. I played great ragtime show there because uh, they had it for a period in the front, and I thought it was the best fucking, kind of like how I think Iron Eagle 4 is the best fucking movie I ever saw when I saw it. When I played this game, I thought it was the best <laughs> fucking movie because it's so fun. The great ragtime show, you're like in a fucking steampunk, aerial thing and it's got a grappling hook and the whole gameplay is designed around you snagging things and throwing things and getting weapon power-ups in that manner and you know fighting your big boss like it's a giant airship it's it's got crazy music it's so much fun so these guys weren't as fledgling as uh the other team that made uh the aram fighters who have already excised their name. Uh, they weren't like Wave 1 games. This is Daddy East. They're fucking pinball kings, man. But uh, they wanted to get under the Mortal Kombat <laughs> craze, too. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. Someone did some coke, some good coke or something. <laughs> I mean, Josh is right. There was, like, there was some coke. There's yeah. definitely some coke when this game was made. I will say, when this, whenever I watch footage of this game, my eyes hurt. Yeah, yeah. I will say, uh, it's just there's just so much going on. What might explain why this game is so zany, and we haven't even said why it's zany. Uh, there's some zany shit. People shit out turkeys. I'm just gonna say, it. you shit out a turkey. Um, shoot out lava or something. Lava. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To start it off, the 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 one like bullet note everyone probably knows about this game if they know what this game is is that there are famously like over 2000 something fatalities and that's true because this game is programmed to where uh you basically hit a button and you'll do a finishing move at the end of the match uh it's a little more intricate than that you have to select a specific tattoo uh we'll get into the story of the game too because the story is hilarious but basically much like the 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 fighting variants in MK11, you can pick which special magical tattoo you use, and depending on that tattoo, it gives you different abilities. So that's how you unlock, you know, all the two thousand however many fatalities, animalities, nudalities, whatever alities are in there. There's an ality for it. <laughs> um, 
But but part of what might have made this game so crazy is one, uh, it was never finished, of course. Uh, although there are some arcade cabinets, I'll get to that later. But because it was never finished, a lot of the craziness might not be drug induced. It might just be because it was meant to be on the cutting room floor, and it just never got polished. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to program in it. Yeah, she shits out turkeys and it turns into 50 other turkeys. I know that sentence does not make sense, but that's what happens in the game. Yeah, let's just fucking roll with it <laughs> until we finish the game. The The other thing is I, I read a lengthy interview with some of the people that worked at Data East. And this is Japan, too, where you typically you go out drinking with your boss, right? You go out drinking until fucking midnight and you come home. You know, you, you're overworked all day already. And then you're required to go drink with your boss. That type of thing. Also, mm -hmm. game dev studios, yeah. they typically fucking live, right, at the studio until they get the game done. Crunch time. You know, uh, Doom, uh, what, John Romero and all, and whatever that other fuck's name. <laughs> Had the same thing. They, they live in the <laughs> studio. What the fuck's his name? John yeah. Carmack, yeah. Uh. John Carmack, who left who left Meta, by the way. Um, not involved in Threads. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah, he left Meta because he was getting sick of it. He was like, this isn't... Small side. John Carmack joined Z the Zuck because he saw 3D and VR as a future. But then mm. then he was like, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't the future because he wanted to start his lame-ass metaverse shit. And he's like, fuck this, I'm doing my own thing. And John Carmack left. Good. Yeah, good. Good for him, yeah. You started Threads, Threads Profile? Any of y'all? Yeah. You did? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you when you download it, you can just link it to your uh, Instagram? Instagram account. Oh, right, yeah. I, I, I so, still have my Instagram. Yeah. Maybe I ought to fucking resurrect that. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. so that's like you do in the game dev studios. They practically, sometimes literally, lived at the studio, which was like some rented fucking uh, office space. And their boss would often come in at like, they'd have a period where they go home see their families, do stuff, and then come back for the late night hall. And the late night hall usually turned mm -hmm. into what is called, quote unquote, drinking slash planning parties, where it's pretty much the boss comes. Oh, it's two in the, it's one or two in the morning and they just bring out the drinks and shoot the shit. But they also, I mean, hell, me and Jared kind of used to do this. You know, we called it the tiki, tor tiki porch planning party where they got that tiki bar out in their fucking patio I'm just drinking and playing. Oh, right. Yeah, right? Yeah. Same deal. They, they just casually drink and party, but then it got into talking about ideas. And because they were drunk and it was late at night and they were tired, they probably got some fucking weird ideas. <laughs> so that's far, like probably it. why this game is so weird. But yeah, this game is weird. And I guess if we want to get into why... What's so fucking weird about it? I'll, I'll hand it off to y'all because I've talked plenty. Well, I think like one, I think the first thing that I noticed about this game is that it actually is a more competent Mortal Kombat clone than Thea Realm Fighters is in just about every way. I mean, it's got a lot of the same, it's got the same speed. The characters are the same size on the screen as Mortal Kombat. Um, it has the fighting poses and the way the characters are digitized, at least how, at least how, like when the characters are digitized and how they look on the um, on the screen, I think it hits the nail on the head as more of a Mortal Kombat clone than Thea Realm Fighters does too. So the looks there, the speed there, and the format of the screen is there. Uh, 
And probably my favorite feature of this entire game that I instantly noticed is that um, much like another good Mortal Kombat, well, maybe not a Mortal Kombat clone, but another like obscure fighting game that I love, which is WWF WrestleMania. We talked about that in a prior episode. Mm-hmm. The names of the characters are just are almost like someone just someone hired a graphic designer and just said, hey, make the make all these names like they're wrestling names. And that's what they did. They have like I think every single character has their own unique, you know, graphic, uh, I guess, graphic pick of what their name is. And it's to the point to where if it's scrolling really fast down, the fighters did, too. Well, no, Theorem Fighters did a very basic thing. Like, all they did is that they just used different fonts for the names and maybe, like, added some, like, poppy colors in there. What Tattoo Assassins is doing is that it's making up its own fonts for certain people. It's adding, like, very poppy-like other images around it to really pop out the names, and they're all size, like, radically different. Like, it's actually doing real graphic design stuff. Oh, okay. Um, with that. Interesting. Like, like, like like someone put a lot of work into creating the title cards for these characters' names. Like there's a lot of work put into some of these things. I'm just like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and every single one, every single one like represents the theme of the character. And one thing I kind of liked about it is even though the story is incredibly stupid. Oh, yes. Also, I can't wait to get into the story. <laughs> the story is incredibly stupid, but I kind of like the gimmick of it because these the Realm Fighters – you know what it reminded me of, Josh? Because we've talked about it earlier in a weird way since we're talking about Tattoo Assassins. It reminded me of Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Oh, God. Oh, God. I forgot really you talked did. about Man. that. Yeah. Yeah. That, in other like, words, old... they gained magical properties from a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, again, Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills is a Power Rangers ripoff. And, you know, so it's just I just find I, I couldn't unsee that connection once i read the story i'm like oh my dear lord (laughs) like i just thought that that was just so obnoxiously goofy i'm like wow the 90s were a special time (laughs) so uh and this game certainly has some crazy characters compared to the realm fighters Uh, oh yeah i think my favorite name in the game is ac current that had me laughing yeah, AC Current, and he's about the closest to a Johnny Cage ripoff that you're going to get. I don't think I'd actually play him in that game, but man, what a name! He's kind of like Spark from the Iron Fighters. Uh, yeah, not not he is. not Daniel Pacina. Uh, I guess let me get it out of the way too. The, the, like I said, the reason we picked these two games specifically is because they had involvement with MK cast members, and this game supposedly has involvement from Daniel Pacino. He is not AC current unless uh, it doesn't look like him. I'm looking at him right now. Uh, basically the reason it's associated with them is because it seemed to be conventional knowledge that Daniel Pacino was just trying to spread himself around and, and get other MK like projects off the ground. And he said, he's like, yeah, I worked on this and all that, but in interviews and in interviews I've even read and for, research on our past episodes like our mk1 episode he's claimed and once again i also have to remind that daniel Pacina sometimes tells tall tales but he said he claimed he worked in this game but in an interview with uh let me tell you here in a sec and i'll scroll down uh for uh polygon uh which was a recent interview only several years ago he actually had trouble remembering exactly what his fucking involvement was with it 
and, and he just kind of threw up his hands and he thinks he was just there at a promotional event uh, for the Consumer Electronics Show. But the author of this article from Polygon, uh, which from, was from 2018, thinks that he actually might be misremembering and crossing his lines and thinking of a promotion he did for the Realm Fighters instead. Uh, and I do remember Ooh. reading another episode or another article a long time ago where he was like trying to struggle to remember if he even did anything for this. I think the actuality is he probably did. He was probably in talks once again, not getting paid, just trying to spread himself around. I don't think he did any video work. I think he just did promotional work basically. So this is a very tenuous thread. Mm. We're trying to include tattoo assassins in this discussion, but I think it's worth having this discussion because it's a fucking bad shit, crazy game. This game is on co is on something. Some of our other characters we got here, <laughs> and they're very tacky too. Because one of the other characters, as far as na- uh, stereotypical Native American characters, uh, we have Nightwolf, which I feel is fairly well done. John Tobias wanted to stress to not make him too stereotypical. T Hawk, I don't know about right Street Fighter, <laughs> but but <laughs> sorry. What the fuck? Tattoo Assassins has a good old guy named Billy Two Moons. Billy Two oh, Moons, man. yeah. Who literally does a hey uh, oh, dance man. at the end of his, his thing. Oh, no. And, yeah, and it his, does. His end, uh, one of his end stories is that he, well, one of his fatalities is he scalps you. Uh, he also doesn't look very Native American. He, I, the actor probably is not. He doesn't. Very, he doesn't look Native American at all in my he opinion. Looks he like looks a, like a cowboy. You know, he, he looks like a cowboy slash... He, he's a dude in a vest and a hat, and he wears blue jeans, and he does Indian dance. And his fatality is he scalps you. But his ending is he scalps Bill Clinton. That's his ending LOL. story. Because he stole... Wait, him. what? His, I, yeah. I, that must have been a thing back in the 90s, because the Cruise in USA games always ended with Bill Clinton in a hot tub. If you don't, if you never beat any of those games, even Cruise and World, I never beat that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, Cruise and World even has Hillary in there too. You literally beat the game, and you're on top of the White House, and Bill and Hillary and a couple other bikini girls are in a hot tub on top of the White House, and there's a cow there too for some reason. Wow. In this game, because Billy Two Moons is Native American, and he's like he stole our land for revenge. I guess uh, his ending story is yes, he scalps Bill Clinton. <laughs> Oh my god! It's so fucking tacky. <laughs> what the fuck? Move. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, also, you seen just to add more insult to injury, Billy Two Moons like graphic for his name has the O's are little crescent moons. Oh no! So yeah. there's yeah. And then in the back, like in the back of his name, the, the, he has an axe with feathers on it <laughs> as well. So, oh, so yeah. they spared no expense with just saying, "Yeah, we have no shame in this at all." Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the other characters are pretty named, but like the other one, the great one is of course Carla Keller, who is basically Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, yes, she is a figure skater. That's it. Yes. Just like how Stryker is just a cop. Immortal. She's a figure skater, and she skates onto the screen like she never takes the skates off. She skates. That's how she moves. Don't ask me how she can skate on pavement, but she finds a way. She finds a way. Life will life will find a way. Uh, And and her ending is she goes to Disneyland. Yep, that's it. 
Probably, pro- probably the character that I saw playthrough of, which I thought was just obnoxious and hilarious, is um is Hannah Hart, and she is she is a little stripper. She is a exotic dancer in this. Oh game. yeah, it is. I was about to say she looks like uh, uh Amazon, but her no, yeah, it literally says she's a stripper. Stripper on a mission. and and she, and she has like a little bit of a of a good motivation because apparently a killer like killed a good friend of hers and she decided just to like no. and she decided to stop oh, what? and she decided to stop what go ahead go ahead go ahead oh, go ahead yeah but she decided to like stop uh, stop stripping and find out like who killed her best friend and she gets the tattoo power somehow or whatever and when she and when you beat the game with her she never found she basically is like okay I won the game now I'm actually going to go and find who actually killed my best friend because apparently it wasn't anybody in the tattoo assassins and she the game just says she found him and brought him to justice and then she uses her tattoo powers to become a entrepreneur in the entertainment industry so she just basically goes back to being a stripper but she's a stripper with money <laughs> so because she's she uses her tattoo magical power. powers now yeah and then and even more money this is hannah hart hannah yeah. hart yeah do you know why that story is i just put that together wow why why her story is like that. So the person who plays Hannah Hart is Gretchen Stocksdale. She was an Oakland, a former Oakland Raiders cheerleader. And she was also uh, apparently one of OJ Simpson's closest friends around the time of, you know, the, trial. the, the murder trial. Again, man. And apparently she was a witness. Oh, what dude, the... again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Are you me? Oh, my God. That is so. F- and they made the plot. Of her character to be yeah, and if the game and if the game and if the game was released, it would have been released around the time of the trial. I'm glad it wasn't released. That would have been the most fucking (laughs) awful (laughs) faux pas of history. Jesus Christ! Holy shit! (laughs) So I read that part. I get killed so much of this episode more than I've ever had. Well, that's wow. kind of a crazy revelation over there, dang you seen that Jesus. I would never put that together. I, I was trying to find a way to cause I, I I was just reading a, an article from Den of Geeks about it, and <gasps> it was two those two those were two one of the two topic uh, one of the two facts that jumped out at me was that yeah that actress was actually a witness during the O.J. Simpson trial. I'm, I'm guessing the next one of fact closest uh, Slash's wife being in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, I'll just say, the character select screen. I want to get into the story, too, to give this context. But, yeah, the character select screen is a, a, a very erotic image of a woman with her bare back. And the tattoos are on her back. And the tattoos are the character she select. And and that, that woman that posed for that is none other than... Renee Hudson. Yes, Renee Hudson. Is that her name? Yeah. The wife of Slash from Guns and Fucking Roses. Uh, this game, as the fucking screenwriter for Back to the Future. Well, I mean, this actually has a little bit of a, a connection, though, because uh, Data East uh, did a Guns and Roses pinball machine. That's why. Okay, that make same reason why they got yeah. the the guy from. Back to the Future because they did Back to the Future pinball yeah. games. So he's not. Hey, if you're in the bit pinball biz, man, 
you fucking get everything, man, because you do all the fucking tie-in pinball games. It's like fucking Tony Montana oh, sitting yeah. here. He's like, I, I fucking own the world. Got pinball. I cannot believe they they used that as a plot for one, uh, the, Vengeful that Stripper. Is, Holy. I mean, not that this game isn't already tacky from just looking at it, but that is in real bad taste. I wonder what she thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So yeah, we've so we've established that this game really has no shame in anything it's doing right now. And no shame. my god, does it? <laughs> no shame at all. Like that's kind of ridiculous. I never would have thought of that. Jesus. Yeah, this is like once again, what makes Mortal Kombat better than its competitors and Mortal Kombat is definitely not this. You know, this is this Well, that's, is, the, that's the the thing is that Mortal Kombat was the first of was was the benchmark for this kind of a game yeah and they had already even though it was a very much a rip off a bunch of movies and you know was doing a lot of things copying from a lot of things but it did try to make its own fantasy world yeah and i guess because of how edgy it was when other companies tried to clone it they're like well what can we do to be edgy and i guess data east's version of being edgy was (sighs) Pulling from real life, I guess. I guess I it's kind of like South Park becoming popular, and then other, like I mentioned, that show Drawn Together, where they try to jump off of it and just be like, "Oh, also got to do yeah. is be a cartoon and be uh, edgy and disgusting." No, it's there's a little bit more to it than that. I don't even know if I want to go over the story of this game now. I think we talked about it enough. Well. Like holy crap! Uh, let me see. It's a. I almost used the R word. I can, it's, it's a ridiculous story. Basically, some guy in a diaper uh, is lord over these tattoos that give people the special ink that can give people magical powers, and some guy that has attained ink. It can only it can only bond of certain people. If the person isn't worthy, it turns them into a monster. But this guy, you know, bonded with it, and he wants to take control of all the ink. But this guy in a diaper says, no, that's not good. And he, he calls us color guards, <laughs> uh, which is just people dressed up in, you know, fucking color-coded robes, to find people that are compatible with the tattoos and they to stop this villain. And they are the tattoo assassins. But unfortunately, he can mind-control all of them because he's so powerful. So... You, the player, are the one person that is resistant mind control, and you have to stop all the other tattoo assassins. And then the three Street Fighter esque sub bosses who are monsters, and who also, I might note, they up the difficulty for them not by making them uh, hit harder, like, you know, Goro or Might or something, or literally the only thing they did to make those boss characters difficult is they up their movement speed. And that's it. Yeah. Ooh, that sucks. yeah, but they also did something, particularly like with the last two, they up their movement speed. But if you use your strategy, Josh, in Mortal Kombat, you know, always be kicking, always be and kicking, then, and be, always be kicking, then you'll then you'll beat him. Because one thing they did to compensate for that is that is that they basically like nuke their health. Like the two final bosses really do not have a lot of health in this game. <laughs> yeah, famously um, the crystal one, whatever the fuck his name is, like you could beat him in like two hits. Yeah, Prism. That's his name. Prism, Prism yeah. This game, man. So, I want to play this so hard. 
Yeah, it's it, it is a it is a creative game in a lot of ways, and I'm telling you, man, whoever, whatever graphic designer that they got to do the graphic design of this game for some of these names, like man, they got their money's worth because this guy put in some work. Like everything from the characters' names, and even like the no mercy and the kill and the fight scenes and everything like like all the fonts in this game just look interesting <laughs> yeah the kills Let, let's outline the kills like the, the main highlight of the game is 2000 finishers let's outline some of why you should pay attention to this game of all the finishers i mentioned the farting turkeys which it's the character it's the kano type character he's kind of a, a beer swilling tatted dude his fatality is he leans over he farts a turkey out at you, like a turkey on a plate, a cooked turkey. And when it hits you, it turns into two other turkeys, and they multiply like cells. I don't fucking understand it. Uh, once again, like I said, I think <laughs> it has to do with the game being an uh, un- incomplete stage, and maybe its weirdness isn't so much that they were doing drugs and drinking. I think it was just because they were just fucking around until they finished the game. But I saw, I saw one fatality in the gameplay video I watched where Hannah kills a dude by literally dropping a cruise ship on him (laughs) like a cruise ship specifically and she even says the line eat ship and die and i'm like wait what (laughs) brilliant there's there's also fatality where they drop no they don't drop it drives over you they drive a delorean over you because back to the future uh connection uh there's also a good burger connection because i think there was a good burger pinball machine where a burger uh, animated cartoony burger drops down bun ingredients and then top bun at a time until it envelops you. It's fucking, and I, I think it says a line. I can't remember what it is. Uh, some of the fatalities involve powers from your tattoos, depending on the tattoo you pick, right? So the Nancy Kerrigan girl, whatever her name was, she has a tattoo of a rose. So some of her fatalities involve the rose coming out and eating you like Tui from Little Shop of Horrors, but it's horribly animated too. None of the animations match aesthetically the digitized actors. Yeah, because there's like one. I don't know which character is. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. One character does something, and like a two-headed dragon looks. Jay, it looks like Pete's dragon, only with two heads. It looks like a Disney Weird. cartoon. Comes out. I don't even remember if it kills him or not. Uh, God, what are some of the others? Spider comes out and eats you. Shit turkeys. Uh, nope. God. Oh, God. There's another disgusting one. Uh, they drop down a meat grinder, like a like a countertop meat grinder, right? It just lands on top uh-huh. of your character, and it's very crudely drawn. And then disgustingly, although also crudely drawn, your guts come out of the meat grinder as the handle starts to turn and then the caption comes on and says no added preservatives or whatever no added ingredients i'm like jesus (laughs) (laughs) this game's so wacky it's wacky and unnecessarily edgy at times too with its fatalities (laughs) yes and then yes of course uh, should be mentioned they did the nudalities too which is not limited to the female characters everyone ever everyone gets new except it's, it's it literally is just accomplishes like a, a fireball engulfing you and all of a sudden they're nude. I don't know if the actors really pose nude. I don't see why they wouldn't, you know, whatever. But it looks like there's some airbrushing and they just cover themselves and they're constantly, their their jip is like shaking back and forth as they go, oh, and it's just it. You embarrass your opponent. Congratulations. 
new dualities exist. And they're animalities too, by the way, too. Uh, forget who turns into what. Uh, this really set the trend before, you know, Mortal Kombat 3 introduced animalities and all that. This, I think Tattoo Assassins is a more accomplished, ambitious game than any of the Mortal Kombats. It's, you know what, though? like Than any of the Mortal Kombat. It has 2,000 fatalities, dude. I'm sure they thought of 2,000 fatalities when they were making There are also some weird ones, too, games. before, Jay, you go on your thing, too. There's a couple where they, because there, there's nudalities, there's fatalities, and then there's just randomalities where they turn them into other characters. There's, like, they turn them into, like, a little orphan Annie-looking character. I don't know. What, there's a couple versions of it, too. There's some that make you scratch your head. They're, they're not even funny. They're like, what is that? This game's fucking strange. Anyway, Jay, go ahead. No, it's just like I like I I've kind of I I kind of mentioned earlier that I do think that Tattoo Assassins is just about in every single way a better game than Theorel uh, than Theorem Fighters as far as Mortal Kombat ripoff. And I think two things that stand out the most is that I really enjoyed looking at just about every stage in hmm. Tattoo Assassins that came across, like all of them, because there it. it it's it's surprising to me what they did to sort of add like little things to the environment to make them less boring. A couple of stage highlights here is that there's like one stage that takes place in an aquarium and behind you there's this really derpy looking shark that's just swimming back and <laughs> forth with little air bubbles around while you're playing the game which I thought was kind of cool. There's another stage that takes place in like an escape from LA type just waste wasteland of a city but there's a fully lit with beautiful lights called bob's tattoo parlor in the background yep. and then there's an Amer- and then there, there's an american eagle on it too which is just ridiculous but it's just there <laughs> which i thought was cool and when you fight the uh and when you fight the main boss you find it much like a mortal kombat one you fight it you basically it looks like you fight him like in a sewer but there's a river of blood that's flowing like all around you when you're fighting him and i'm like okay that's actually ambitious and cool like the hmm. the environments don't feel generic i guess is what i'm trying to say they they usually take like a like a basic generic you know genetic setting like a sewer an aquarium or a city or i don't know like you know the back of a warehouse or something and they usually add something into it just to make it stand out a heck of a lot more so the stages are actually fun to look at and the way the hitboxes work are janky and bad but they're kind of fun like you actually can feel the hits and dude the sound design I couldn't get over this, but like when when you throw a projectile at someone, if your opponent blocks it, the projectile bounces right back at you, like as if it's a baseball. It's <laughs> hilarious. Like what that is actually it? Sounds Billy, like a neat gameplay mechanic. Like what's his name? Billy Two Moons, Mister Native American ripoff, would throw his axe at Hannah. Hannah would block it, and the axe would just bounce right back and hit him, like just almost like immediately at the same speed. Yeah, just like in real life. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> it just made no sense. But, you know, and also when Hannah has a farting move, you know, oh, yes. kind of go back oh, to Oh, yeah, those are the two of the other finishers I forgot to mention. Specifically, yeah. uh, Hannah and her Nancy Kerrigan are very pretty, you know, dolled up female stereotypical fighters. They have, you know, they have leaning over and farting fire on you fatalities just because, lol. Yep, Why not? they do. 
And when the fart hits you, it makes a punching sound, just like as if they punched you, which is just like in real life. So yeah, yeah, just like in real life. <laughs> but yeah, this game, man. Yeah, but I'm this game. I, yeah, but but Josh, you have no idea how much I wish this game was on Fightcade. Uh, well, yeah, honestly, I was hoping uh, that it was, but it's not. You can play it, however, as previously mentioned, I said on main. Uh, you can download a ROM and you D. Whatever the acronym is, do your own research. I ain't fucking shouting out piracy <laughs> shit on our fuck podcast. Uh, yeah. how, however, um, there are actual completed arcade cabinets of this game. Uh, they made a couple, even though the game did not finish completion. I think it got more complete than the Realm Fighters did. Uh, but they, there were official arcade cabinets. There's at least three. And a couple of them ended up at uh, the headquarters of the Professional Amateur Pinball Association uh, building. Uh, I've seen YouTube videos of people going and visiting it. Uh, So if you want to visit there, you can play it. But if you want to just play it casually, uh, there is a bar. There's a barcade in Brookfield, Illinois. Uh, It's called the Galloping Ghost. And as of 2022, and I checked and they still have it, uh, they have a official working cabinet. Yeah, like last year. Uh, so this is a recent recent acquisition. Um, or at least the article that I read was written in 2022. But I checked. They still have got it. And it's got the official decals and everything. It is an official working tattoo assassin's goddamn arcade machine. So if you want to shit turkeys and fart fire and... Billy B, uh, horrible Native American stereotype, go to Brookfield, Illinois, and you can play this shit. Uh, In fact, run, not walk. Run, do not walk, which uh, I would love. You know, we've been in Illinois a couple times. I wouldn't mind hunting in the South. And Jay, in fact, Jay, don't you have something to reveal? You told me in private conversation. Yeah, Galloping Ghost, I believe, is the name of the place. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a arcade... uh, I believe it's north of Rosemont, Chicago. It's not downtown, but it's somewhere. It's somewhere I think beyond the airport, but I think it's west of the airport. It's not. Um, it's not. It's not in downtown Chicago. But Galloping Ghost is a big, massive arcade place that one can go to in that region of Illinois, and you can play all different types of classic arcade cabinets. I've been there twice uh, in my in, in my own travels to Chicago. And a long time ago, um, well before this podcast was created, I took a picture of Mortal Kombat cabinets 1, 2, 3, and 4, which were all there, as well as many other classic fighting games that probably all of you may or may not know. My personal favorite was Rival Schools. Um, if you know, For any fighting game enthusiasts out there, if you've never, never played that. that game, that game is awesome. Rival Schools is awesome. Rival Schools shit. They had Primal Rage on, um, on Arcade Cabinet. They had... Uh, what they had many classic 2d fighting games and not just fighting games um they had like you know a whole bunch of other ones but you know it is essentially a awesome awesome arcade machine place to go to if you're in that area and if you live in the chicago area and you haven't been there then i recommend you look it up and go to it it's an awesome place and apparently they have a cabinet of tattoo assassins which i didn't I probably I didn't even know what that game was. It so it's might not have like not been there to it. when you visited, and if it was, you might have just not known to look for it. 
Yeah, like I, I said, the, artic- the article that confirmed they owned it was from 2022, and I think it confirmed it was a recent acquisition too, uh, unless they did have it earlier. But like I said, you probably didn't know what Tattoo Assassins was five years ago. Now you do, unfortunately. Nope, but Galloping Ghost is a really cool place. Um, you know, I think if if I'm ever in the Chicago area or next time I'm there again, if I can make a day trip out to Galloping Ghost and just hang out there, I will. Just again, yeah. it's not anywhere in downtown Chicago. It's beyond the airport. So just FYI for that. I would like to go back to Chicago uh, with y'all. G-Fest is this weekend too. Seven out there for that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would totally like to go to Chicago again. And if I am, I'm definitely going to Galloping Ghost. Run, don't walk. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently the place that is in is that it is in uh, Brookfield, Illinois, which yes. is the time. not Chicago. Not Chicago. And Rosemont, too. That's where G-Fest is. It's not in Chicago. It's like 30 minutes outside Chicago, but still close enough. Um, I think that probably does it for everything. There are some things I wanted to mention about Tattoo Assassins, about the guy that did the music, but we're kind of like just bouncing from trivia. I don't know if I need to hook on it too much, uh, and I'm scrolling through my notes. Uh, let me find it. I want to mention it real quick, and then we can move on. Um, oh, oh, I should also mention, uh, like I said, they didn't just do pinball. They did other arcade games. Before they did Mortal Kombat knockoffs like this, they also did a Street Fighter knockoff game, which was actually pretty popular in their catalog, called uh, Fighter's History, if any of y'all have ever heard of that. I the name not. sounds familiar, but I don't know anything they about it. actually that. got a little bit of negative attention from Capcom because one of their characters looks an awful lot like Makoto. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Psychos. That was before Tattoo Assassins? Uh, I, I don't know if it was before or after. So I feel like Makoto debuted after. Makoto was Third Strike. <laughs> or Street Fighter 3. was like 98? Uh-huh. Fucking hell! Let me Google this shit right now, so I'm not like just telling you to do your research. <laughs> Fighters History Data East. I gotta put Data East in there to Fighters History video game 1993. Well, how the fuck's that work? They had a character that looked like Makoto. Makoto didn't debut until Street Fighter Three. I don't know how that works out. That might have been a case of like, hey, you got my Snickers and my M and M's. What the fuck are you doing? Um, that made no sense. But- other funny thing, um, because they did so many uh, arcade movie tie-in arcade machine games, they did a RoboCop run, right? In the movie RoboCop 2, there's a scene in an arcade, and almost all the arcade machines are Data East pinball machine games. Uh, interesting to note. Nice. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, God, where the fuck is my note about the... Ah, the music. The guy that did the music for uh, Tattoo Assassins. Funny, I mentioned the music here. We didn't mention the music and the Arum Fighters. That's because the Arum Fighters, I don't know if we said, has no fucking music because it's just a fucking beta, alpha and beta. This one did have music. A lot of people say it's forgettable. But the guy that did it has a very good career. And that guy's name is Brian Schmidt. And uh, actually, I'm glad I'm 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 mentioning this now because uh, he started his career, guess what, at Williams Electronics. Whoa. Yeah, fucking all ties together, man. Uh, <laughs> long before uh, they uh, licensed Mortal Kombat, he left in 1989, and he started his own company. Okay. But uh, interesting things about him, he designed a sound chip called the Q-Sound chip, and it's used extensively by Capcom 
interesting. Ooh, okay. He also, this is crazy, he created the startup sound for the original Xbox. I don't even know what it is because I'm not a dude, bro. I don't own an Xbox, but Jay will know. I don't think he had the original Xbox. Oh, did you not, Jay? No, I had the original Xbox. What's your well, question what, again, Josh? The startup sound for Xbox, the guy that did the music for Tattoo Assassins created that sound. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so I did not know. I mean, it's been a while since I played my original Xbox, but I think I remember that music back in the day. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It yeah, not as iconic so what's as the PlayStation. Original? Yeah, can you mime it? Do the sound. Who, me? Oh, I was telling I Jay. Sounds like I was telling Jay. Uh, I, I mean, like... Do... I mean, I guess I can. Is YouTube it like Windows ninety five? I went on YouTube and now hold on. Okay, there you go. Yeah, leak it in. Okay, that's it. That's all right. It's not really iconic. Doesn't sound very memorable. Sorry, Brian Schmidt. That's not as memorable as a PlayStation. Like, I feel like. Sound. Or even the three sixty boot up. I feel like the three sixty boot up has more like iconic. Sound than this. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but that's still pretty cool. Still, it's a feather in his cap. And one last thing. He did the music for a little game called Zoop. Y'all remember Zoop? Nope. Yeah, it's nope. another thing. Just like Great Ragtime Show, this is one of those games that I enjoyed as a kid and no one fucking knows apparently. Zoop is a puzzle game. I wouldn't even call it Tetris. It's much different than Tetris. But it had crazy cool art style and it had really earworm music. And it was is on SNES, probably Genesis, is a fun little puzzle game. Zoop. Look it up. Anyway. That's all I got. On do your own research. Tattoo assassins. <laughs> do your own research, you assins. <laughs> I, I think Oh man, you have a very interesting gaming history. Yeah. Yes. Lots of people played Zoop. Hey fuck, if anyone does want to give us engagement, fucking email us and tell us if you played Zoop, man. Email. I'd like to know. Yeah. Mother email us that. Huh? Email us at combattimepod at gmail.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, we say yeah, we say in our yeah, we send in our outro every single time. Every so, single time. Well, we don't literally say it single time, but you know, it's recorded. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Let's let's move I'm done. Uh any of you guys got anything to, <laughs> to add or, or, or question? Other, uh, I think the only thing I'll say with Tattoo Assassins is that, like, just, wow. Like, that's the that's the only thing I can say about a game <laughs> wow. like that. Just, like, wow. Like, not only is it a ripoff, but it's sort of, like, to me, if you're going to make a ripoff of a game, like, the phrase go hard or go home, I think, applies to Tattoo Assassins. And boy, <laughs> did it, and boy, did it go hard. It just kind of just said, you know what, let's just take everything we wanted Mortal Kombat to be, no matter how goofy it was, and let's just, like, go nuts. So they did. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, you know what? If you're going to do a ripoff of a game, do it like, do what Tattoo Assassins did if you're going to do it. That's my thing because... Well, they, did, they didn't succeed. They didn't complete their game. I mean, I get it. I get it. But, but the ambition was there. And, you know, another thing that this game reminded me of, you know, although this game it reminded me of is an infinitely better game on every level... But it, this game, when I saw like like when I saw gameplay of it, it actually reminded me of Darkstalkers or Vampire Saviors. Hmm, I don't judge. Really? Yeah, I don't know. And here's the reason why: 
Because, like, Darkstalkers is an infinitely better game on every single level. I'm not going to even miss words about that. But what Darkstalkers really kind of is, when you look at the roster and the movements and the speed, it is, like, the over-exaggerated version of Street Fighter using Universal Studios-type monsters. Like your, like your werewolf, your Frankenstein, your... Your 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 uh, your Bigfoot, yeah. um, you know your Dracula. Bigfoot, it's kind of like universal character. Bigfoot, uh, universal monster. It's an iconic monster. So like it's kind of like taking all those tropes and kind of turning them up to like twelve or thirteen or eleven, and just kind of putting yeah. them in a like in, like in a lightly fun horror based Capcom fighting game and just turning it up to like twelve. It's basically uh, it's the Street Fighter engine, but it's just turned up to like beyond 12 with crazy combos and crazy moves and ultra fast speeds and all this crazy stuff going on. That's and tattoo and tattoo assassins kind of feels like, Hey, let's just take mortal Kombat and turn everything up to like 11 or 12. I think the difference is, uh, night stalkers isn't as tacky as, uh, tattoo assassins, dark stalkers. Um, no, I'm sorry. Dark like, stalkers. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, it, but, but in Japan, Josh, it's known as vampire savior, but still okay. like, I mean, I know the game. Uh, I've always been interested in it. Never played it. Yeah, I remember reading about it in Game Pro. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's an infinitely better game than Tattoo Assassins, but still, the ambition is what's there, and I feel like Tattoo Assassins at least had the right idea. It just couldn't, it just basically couldn't land the plane, but it at least got in the air and flew sky high. Couldn't land <laughs> so, the DeLorean. Yep, exactly. But that's all I have to say about Tattoo Assassins. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad I was able to watch and know that this game, you know in one form or another exist well like i said I, i'm not sad that we didn't play it because let's let's save our virginity for uh i would like us to go to chicago and let's go to galloping ghost and, and play this shit let's fucking yeah. record yeah. when we do it too yeah that'd be fun yeah i'll just get a friend to uh video like record us the whole time yeah a friend that doesn't give a shit about it yeah Mm-hmm. Have no shortage of those. <laughs> uh, you got anything else? <laughs> nah. nah. Nope. I am good. I am satisfied. All right. Uh, satisfied. Well, maybe. Cool. Well, <laughs> thanks for staying with us past our discussion about uh, pertinent news to talk about these two relics from the not so distant past. Uh, join us next time. Very distant. It's like almost 30 years ago. Damn, dude, you're about to make me turn into the Matt Damon Joe. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, 30 years? Yeah, I guess so. The 90s still feels like yesterday to me. I'm old. Fuck you. Um, it really does. But, you know, in the scheme yeah. of the universe, it's not that ancient. You know? Scheme of the oh, universe. Oh, yeah. If you if you zoom out wide enough, no, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Tattoo Assassins is just but a fucking blink of the eye uh, compared to the creation of Pong. Card games. I don't know. I'm gonna. Yeah, fuck that. But uh, do stay tuned. Um, it's a shame we didn't mention this at the beginning. I, that was my fault. I'm the host of this episode. Didn't mention that this is our 40th episode, by the way. Can I give combat time a little clap? Oh, shit. little fucking uh, applause. Pat on our own back for uh, a big 4-0. Because it's a shame that our, our 40th episode wasn't what our next episode is going to be. Our next episode, God willing, was, there's a hang-up. We're going to finally be talking about the first 3D era Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. We've already all three been playing it. I already own it in GameCube. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's seen some playing it. I know, PS2. Yep, he's been playing it in the P- PS station. 
And, uh, you know, I'm, Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, PlayStation's a good system. I won't deny that. Um, and, you know, Jay and I have been mashing at it a bit. We're going to play some more. And uh, hopefully it'll be seasoned enough. And we're going to talk all about that. I know some people are looking forward to us entering that era. So we're about to. So episode 41, God willing. Deadly fucking alliance. Uh, other than that, until next time. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, usually one of you guys would be Josh. You got the outro, but since I'm hosting it, I defer to myself. Yep, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Josh, yeah. do the outro. Thank you, Jay. I don't got much. Uh, you know, I, I don't got much. I will say, uh, didn't have time to prep one for this. It's been a long day at work, too. Uh, and I will just say, it's been such a long day at work that I took my lunch at 4 p.m. Um, and I haven't eaten eaten dinner yet. We, we went and moved to record this. So I was just going to say, I'm pretty hungry right now. So I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go log off here, and I'm going to go uh, fart me out a turkey. <laughs> and luckily, I'll fart out like five more. They'll, they'll multiply into five turkeys. So if y'all want any turkey, I got some. Goodbye. Oh, I'm a vegetarian now. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian just for, just for that. Outstanding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Combat Time Pod. And visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash combat time podcast you can also email us at combat time podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show see you next time mortal combat continues get over here